It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time! Louisville wins a second consecutive cup! Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores! Niall McCabe around the wall. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome to Lynn Family Stadium in the Butchertown neighborhood of Louisville, Kentucky. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here. Spencer Brown, our producer tonight. We are thrilled that you can join us for our coverage of tonight's USL Championship Eastern Conference Final here on ESPN Louisville. Sometimes in sports, you're dealt a winning hand. And for soccer fans tonight, it's pocket aces at Lynn Family Stadium. For the third consecutive season, Louisville City FC faces the Tampa Bay Rowdies in the Eastern Conference Final, a pairing that just about every neutral neutral fan would have picked if they'd had their choice when the year began. For Louisville, tonight's game represents a continuation of excellence, but also an opportunity at revenge. Lou City's implausible run of trips to conference finals continued this year. In eight years of existence, the club has never, not once, failed to make it to the conference final. They've managed to make it to the league final three times, taking home the big trophy twice. The last two years, however, their road to glory has been blocked by Tampa Bay. Two years ago, the Rowdies stunned Lou City with a 2-1 to win here at Lynn Family Stadium. And last year, an instant classic. The Imco Sana Miracle. Former Louisville City player Lucky Imco Sana scored twice after the 80th minute including a goal six minutes into stoppage time to force extra time during which an exhausted Louisville City conceded to Tampa Bay's Steven Dos Santos to lose three goals to two. That game has haunted Louisville City fans and likely a few Lou City players ever since. For Tampa Bay, these playoffs in 2022 are an opportunity to ascend the throne of the league for the first time. Back-to-back conference champions, the Rowdies were denied the opportunity to play for the title in 2020 due to a COVID-19 outbreak when the final was outright canceled. And then last year, they lost to Orange County at home, pouring cold water over their thrilling win against Louisville City. Twice on the cusp of glory themselves, Tampa Bay has the look of a team determined to make club history in these playoffs. We have a two-time USL Championship League champion in Louisville City against the twice-reigning Eastern Conference champions in the Tampa Bay Rowdies. In this high-stakes game, who will produce the winning hand when all the chips hit the table? Prepare yourself for two hours of agony and potentially ecstasy. Tonight's winner books a place in next weekend's USL Championship Final to face either San Antonio or Colorado Springs. With that, I bring in Casey Whitfield. And Casey, let's begin last week because both of these teams are coming off of utter thrillers in different regards. We'll start with Louisville City. It was a 2-2 game against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, but the scoreline hardly tells the tale. Lou City pulled off a miracle of their own, down two goals in the 80th minute. They scored twice in the final 10 minutes to force extra time. 
then won a penalty shootout, a save from the backup goalkeeper, Danny Fondez, and then one of the Academy products, 19-year-old Carlos Moguel Jr., stepped up and buried the fifth penalty to lift his team to this eighth consecutive conference final. Let's start with Louisville City. They have to be riding a wave of positive emotion off that thriller, Casey, but there are a lot of things that didn't look good last week. There's reasons for concern. I mean, I'm going to be flat-out honest. I thought it was over last weekend. I was watching the game, and especially once the 75th minute came, and we really hadn't had much going offensively. I was like, this is it. It's over. We're down 2-0. You know, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I didn't really have a whole lot of faith. And then they fought back so hard in that match. Their backs were against the wall. They had to do something, and they came up with the results when they needed to. And that just shows that even though things hadn't gone their way for 80 minutes of that game, they still continued to try to fight. They still continued to do the little things that they needed to do because they knew if they stuck to their game plan, if they continued to fight, continued to stay focused in the game, it would have gone their way, and that's exactly what happened. It was an exciting game. Extra time was a little bit dull. I will say the second one especially. Both teams just flat out exhausted. And, I mean, you can't blame them. It was a very quick-paced game. Lots happening, especially with two goals happening at the end of the game. Very fast-paced game. And then the penalty kicks. I mean, what a moment. Danny Fondez also getting a massive save, stepping up for the injured Morton. And then Carlos Mogel Jr., what an incredible moment for him to step up being as young as he is, and not cracking under pressure like that. Yeah, certainly was. And what a moment for the club to have an academy product step up in that kind of high-pressure moment. On the other side, Tampa Bay. They're coming off of a thriller, a bizarre thriller, I'll say, at Memphis last weekend in their conference semifinal. They won it one to nothing, but the finish was where all the talking points come from from that game. Two penalties were called in stoppage time of regular time. Phil Brino, the goalkeeper for Tampa Bay, who is himself playing in relief of their first-choice starter who was injured, C.J. Cochran, he comes up with a huge save on the penalty that was called against Tampa Bay. And then just a couple of minutes later, Tampa Bay scores a penalty on the other end of the field after uh, a foul against the Memphis goalkeeper. So they, too, are riding a wave of emotion. But their game on the road, you can argue they were outplayed as well by Memphis. Memphis had big chance after big chance after big chance and never put it in the back of the net. Tampa Bay might be a little bit fortunate to be here right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if it was their best performance either. So you have two teams that are coming off performances that weren't their strongest, but two teams that, you know, it came down to the very last minute and got those penalty kicks. I mean, it ultimately came down to penalties for both. But Tampa... Their foul against Memphis in that first penalty kick was a very silly foul, and Brino did really well to save it. But other than that, like it looked like it was all Memphis, especially at the end. It was all Memphis going towards goal, getting opportunities. I thought Memphis was going to be the one to pull away if there was going to be a, a, a one in regular time. I assumed it was going to overtime, but then... What a silly play, though, by the Memphis goalkeeper to foul in the box like that. He's a young player. It's a young mistake. One he'll definitely not make again. But you you can't do that, especially when you have a player like Leo Fernandez who can step up and just bury a penalty kick, you know. He's like the Cameron Lancaster for them. It's automatic when they step up to the spot. So two... Not great performances, but great wins. Yes, indeed. Certainly emotional wins for both teams. Leo Fernandez did bury that penalty. He is 
Tampa Bay's MVP finalist and their leader in so many ways has scored 20 goals this season. He'll be a player to watch in tonight's game. We're getting you set for it. We are about 13 minutes away from kickoff here at Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky. Set for a few minutes past the bottom of the hour. A lot more to come. We've mentioned these two teams have so very much history in high-stakes games. This being the third straight conference final in which they've met and the fourth straight year in the playoffs in which they've met. We'll take a little bit, a little look back when we come back following this first commercial break. You're listening to the USL Championships Eastern Conference Final. Louisville City against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. It's here on ESPN Louisville. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities. Open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Uh, I would say at the beginning of the season we talked about it and making sure that we used it fuel uh, as fuel. Um, we haven't spoken about it uh, this week for the most part because, you know, I want the focus to be on we have an obstacle uh, in the way this weekend and, and we need to do everything we can to run over. Uh, and the messaging has been, you know, this weekend's another opportunity. Uh, it's an opportunity to, to be solid as a group. It's an opportunity to execute a game plan. Um, and... Uh, you know, for me, as you said, it is a different group this year that we have here, and uh, all I can say is I, I feel uh, really confident in, in the preparation, and uh, Saturday can't come soon enough. That's the voice of Louisville City's head coach, Danny Cruz, who was in charge in Tampa Bay last season for the Sana Miracle when Tampa Bay came from behind, scoring two goals very, very late into stoppage time in regulation, forcing overtime and then scoring a third goal to take the Eastern Conference crown. An absolute heartbreaker for his team last year. He's saying, Danny Cruz, that they have not spoken that much about that this week. 
He did speak about the familiarity between these two teams. Again, they're meeting for the fourth consecutive playoff. They're two teams that know each other really well. Uh, and uh, I think it's, it's ultimately going to come down to, to the execution uh, of, uh, of the game plan. Um, and, you know, it's always a tight game with them, uh, back and forth. And uh, uh, so I think this weekend will, will be uh, much of the same. Again, those are the words of Louisville City's head coach, Danny Cruz. We are about nine minutes from kickoff here at Lynn Family Stadium. Casey Whitfield, Danny Cruz says his team hasn't talked about it much this week. They talked about it earlier in the year, he said, using it as motivation. But you'd have to think somewhere in the back of the mind of the players for Louisville City that were on the field last year, and so too for the Tampa Bay players that were a part of this team last season. Last year's game lives in their minds somewhere because of how dramatic and heartbreaking from Louisville City's perspective it was and how dramatic and thrilling from Tampa Bay's perspective that it was. Yeah, my gut instinct is like, why aren't you talking about it? But then the more that I sit and think about it, I'm like, that makes sense. The players know. The players 100% know. They remember the game. They remember the feeling that has stuck with them since that final whistle blew so they know there's no need to continue to dwell on it to continue to talk about it because the players are aware of it they they're they're professionals they know what that felt like and they don't want to feel that again so no reason to harp on it i like how he said it's just another game because in all reality that's all it is it's another game of soccer another opportunity for them to go out there play the sport they love and get a good result in front of their home fans it's just another game because by framing it that way he's going to get the additional motivation because the players are going to be internally motivated from the game and so by just focusing on it's another game they're going to come out with that fire inside of them it is just another game in one regard, but in another regard, it's not. I know, not. it's a, not. A it birth, is, but it isn't. <laughs> a berth in the USL Championship final on the line. Let's take another timeout. We're getting you set for the games. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Louisville City against the Tampa Bay Rowdies from here at Lynn Family Stadium. You're listening to pregame coverage on ESPN Louisville. This new Toyota Tundra is amazing. It's rugged and capable. Designed, engineered, and built right here in the USA. And Tundra is more powerful and more fuel efficient. The iForce Max hybrid powertrain delivers 437 horsepower. And with a multi-terrain select, no matter what the conditions are, it automatically adjusts the engine throttle and traction. Well, the crawl control modulates the throttle and brakes. When we say you can go anywhere and do anything. Tundra really means it. Yeah. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, 
We know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It's Louisville City. It's the Tampa Bay Rowdies. It's the Eastern Conference Final, the rematch that really I think everyone wanted to see. And ahead of kickoff tonight, Casey Whitfield has her keys to tonight's game. I made the promise that if we made it to the Eastern Conference Final, I would do Ted Lasso-themed keys to the game. So here are your Ted Lasso keys to the game. Living in the moment, it's a gift. That's why they call it the present. We have to make sure that we're staying focused in the moment and not getting distracted. We know what we need to do. We played Tampa Bay a few times, so we know how to beat them. We have to stay present and live and enjoy this moment. Next one. We're going to call this drill the exorcist because it's all about controlling possession. We're a team that thrives in possession, and last game we struggled with being able to keep possession. While possession's not going to win us the game, it's going to allow us to build and create solid scoring opportunities. And then finally, keep calm and get fired up. It's the Eastern Conference Final, the game that we have been waiting for to get revenge this entire year. So we have to make sure that we're keeping our emotions in check, but also getting fired up to leave everything on the field tonight. Two hours or so of high tension and high anxiety. Certainly you need to keep calm, but be fired up tonight. It's the Eastern Conference Final. Starting lineups and kickoff are next. You're listening to coverage here on ESPN Louisville. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <coughs> And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Nance and Craft Florist. Family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. 
Louis City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. Tonight's starting lineups are presented by Craft House Pizza. We'll begin with Louisville City, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, wearing the gold standard alternate black uniforms tonight with the gold numerals trim and the gold crest above their hearts. Two changes tonight for Danny Cruz from their win against Pittsburgh last week. Danny Fondez remains in goal. It's a back four tonight after a back five was deployed last weekend. Amadou D on the left, Sean Tosh and Wes Sharpie along in the middle, and Manny Perez along the right. Josh Winder was dropped to the bench. In the midfield, it is Tyler Gibson. The captain, Paolo Del Piccolo, and Corbin Bone makes a return to the starting lineup. And then the attacking three. Wilson Harris down the middle, Ray Serrano on the right, and Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa on the left. For Tampa Bay, three changes for their head coach, Neil Collins, from their victory against Memphis. Phil Brino is the goalkeeper. He made a huge save on a penalty kick in stoppage time last week. The back line in front of him, Aaron Guillen, a first league, all uh, an all all first an all-league first-team player, I should say, if I can get it out of my mouth. He is joined by Robert Castellanos, Lawrence Wyke, and Connor Antley in defense. In the midfield, it is the veteran Lewis Hilton paired with another veteran, Nicky Law, and then a younger player, Jake Arman, and then the attacking three, and a very dangerous three, it is Jake Lacavaloni from New York Red Bulls, Sebastian Guenzati, and their MVP candidate, Leo Fernandez. We are underway at Lynn Family Stadium. Loose City moving from right to left in the first half. Tampa Bay wearing their traditional green and gold hooped kits moving from left to right. Our referee tonight, Mark Allerton. He will command the game in June. He was in charge of El Clasico, a friendly between Real Madrid and Barcelona before a sold-out Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Tonight, a much smaller crowd, but the stakes just about as high. And Louisville City trying to conjure an attack inside the opening 30 seconds. The ball was toward Mushigalusa down the left side, and it's hooked away by Tampa Bay. Now they try and come forward on the on the counterattack. Ball through to Jake LaCava, but he's offside. The flag up immediately from the assistant referee on the near side, and it will be our first, fifth, third free kick for Louisville City in their defensive half just under a minute gone by. And that was a pretty close one. I thought LaCava may have been able to sneak through on sides there. But one change that Danny Cruz made that I'm really excited about is putting Bone on the field. Last match, the start of the game, they struggle with having a player in the middle of the field who's able to create. Because Jorge Gonzalez is out, they've lost really that number 10. So bring it, being able to bring in Corbin Bone, not only is going to free up Paulo Del Piccolo more in the middle, but it's also going to give that more of a playmaker mentality that he has. 
of note for Louisville City. Brian Ownby is available on the bench tonight. He has not played for Lou City since mid-September, September 17th, in fact. Coming forward for Tampa Bay, Lawrence Wyke, who intercepted Mushagalusa along the back line. He got into Louisville City territory, and Mushagalusa fouled him from behind. It'll be a free kick to the visitors on their inside right in their attacking half, which they take quickly. They played along the back line. It is with Guillen. Now to the far sideline from Guillen. That's where Castellanos has it. Now back to Guillen, just a few yards shy of midfield. Clips the ball down the far sideline. No one makes that particular run. It's out for a throw to Louisville City, and that throw will be taken by Manny Perez, who was listed as questionable this week, Casey, but he's starting tonight, and that's a great sign for Lou City. I'm very glad to see his name on the starting lineup because when I saw he was questionable, I was getting very, very concerned because he has just been such a pivotal part in not only the defense but the offense. He's just such a key player out there for Lou City because of everything that he does. So very excited to see him on the pitch tonight, but definitely going to be keeping an eye on him to make sure that whatever was causing him issues during the week isn't going to flare up during the match. Tampa Bay in possession. They've got in the attacking half. Their right back, Antley, drops it off backward to Lewis Hilton, a midfielder. Plays a long diagonal to the far left side where it's brought down nicely. A good cross into the box, headed up high into the air by Wes Sharpie for Louisville City, and then a second clearance by Enoch Mushagalusa. Still with Tampa Bay. Antley, right edge of the box. Tries to play it square. Lacava dropping back for it. He plays it backward. Wilson Harris takes a tumble after a sliding challenge from Wyke, and it's a foul. The whistle goes, and it'll be a fifth third free kick here to Louisville City. Just a 50-50 ball there, Casey, as Tampa tried to play it to their back line to retain possession. Harris charging for the ball, and he was taken out by Wyke. Yeah, I don't think it was anything too malicious there, but glad to see Harris getting up from that one. It gives Lucid the opportunity to push out of their back a little bit. Tampa was beginning to build a bit of a solid attack there. It was a good service in the box. A little too high for Leo Fernandez to get on the end of it, but Lucity has the opportunity now to settle into this game, get possession, and see if they can work the ball a little bit and find those gaps in the Tampa back line. It's not a sold-out crowd, but it is a very strong crowd at Lynn Family Stadium tonight as Sean Tosh gives the ball away at the back. Here's Jake LaCava on the left side of the penalty area, and Tosh recovers nicely to win the ball off the toes of LaCava and then shield him away from it as he clears up field. He finds Ray Serrano on the far side, the right side for Louisville City and Serrano wins a throw for his team off of the feet of Jake Orman in midfield and a hand for Sean Tosh from the crowd. First he gave up the ball which was the mistake but he recovered and took it right back. Yeah, he recovered very nicely there to be able to get it and he had to especially when you have a player like Jake LaCava on that side running at the, the back line. That's not who you want going at the back line because he's a very talented player. So Tosh does well to recover there but he cannot be giving the ball away that easily. Tosh in all league first team player this season and a finalist for the Defender of the Year Award. Those awards will be announced next week by the USL. It's backed with Tampa Bay. Wyke, a long ball to the far side. That's where Armin is, playing as a left back tonight. It looks like a back five here for Tampa Bay. Armin's long diagonal into the Louisville penalty area, hooked away and cleared by Amadou Dia. His clearance picked up near midfield by Mushagalusa on the near sideline. Charging down the near sideline. Mushagalusa gets past the defender. Still Mushagalusa, just outside of the box on the left side. Cuts it over to his right foot. Now back to his left. Great stuff from Mushagalusa. His cross is headed behind by Castellanos. And it's our first 5-5 corner kick of the night for Louisville. City will come from the near side, the left, and a huge ovation for that 
tremendous 60-yard run with the ball at his feet by Enoch Mushigalusa. I mean, okay, Mushigalusa with some little hesitation movements there. All the move was was a simple hip-swivel hesitation, but he had the defender biting both times. It's a great run down the left side, and he sends it a good cross, nicely dealt with by Tampa Bay. The Wi-Fi corner, an in-swinger off the right foot of Ray Serrano. Here it comes, high into the air to the back post, headed down by Wilson Harris. Manny Perez has a swing. It's blocked on its way through by Wyke, and that block will send it past the far sideline. A throw to Loose City on the far side there, right still in the attacking final third. It bounced kindly to Manny Perez. He tried to hit it on the half volley, but a great defensive block by Wyke for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and those are tough ones there because Perez has to make sure that he lines up with it just perfectly so he's able to keep it on goal. I think maybe he took a second too long because it allowed Wyke to be able to get out and charge on that one, but it's a great set piece, a good header down from Wilson Harris to set up Perez there. Inside the opening six minutes still. Ball in the box for Amadou Dia toward Paolo Del Piccolo. Hooked behind by a Tampa Bay defender. And it's another Louisville City Fi-Fi corner kick. Once again from the near side, the left. And with having Corbin Bone in the middle of the field, it gives, like I said, Paulo Del Piccolo more freedom there. So Del Piccolo is able to make that run from the middle of the field in behind. It's a great service from Dia to find Del Piccolo making that run and another opportunity for a set piece for Lou City. An electric crowd early on in this game. Here comes the corner from Ray Serrano once again to the back post once again, headed away by a Tampa Bay defender. Kept with Lou City by Amadou Dia. Now it's Manny Perez on the right. Back to Dia playing in the middle of the field. One of the two men back defensively. He swings the ball to the near side in the air. Kept in play by Ray Serrano on the near sideline. Serrano dribbling against his defender. Guinzati. Serrano's ball into the box. A decent one. Headed away by a defender, Guillen, for Tampa Bay. A secondary header by Nicky Law. And it's still with Lou City. Kept in play by Serrano. A loose touch, though, for Mushigalusa. We'll give it to Tampa Bay. Here's Lewis Hilton on the near sideline. Closed down by West Sharpie. It's out for a Tampa Bay throw on the near side. The right still in the Tampa Bay defensive half. And a great run there from Sharpie to close that down and keep the ball on this end of the field. A really good step by West Sharpie because if he doesn't step there to shut that down, Tampa is going to be able to breach about four lines of loose City pressure with one pass, and they would be in behind one-on-one with Fondez there. So it's a great step from West Sharpie to keep that ball locked into their offensive half and allow his team to be able to get back and get set in their defensive shape. White takes the throw on the near sideline toward Leo Fernandez at midfield, intercepted by Paolo De Piccolo, Del Piccolo of Louisville City, and the boys in purple wearing black tonight at home take over in possession once again. Tyler Gibson on the near side, the left, plays it a long ball down the near sideline, headed down by Mushaglusa toward Amadou Dia, but it couldn't find him. Wyke with a clearance. It's into the center circle now. A battle for the possession. Lakava and Tosh. Tosh, a header back to his goalkeeper. Danny Fondez and Fondez will play with his feet. And a moment just to sing the praises of Danny Fondez once again. A player at 29 who has no real significant playing time in his career joined this team on a tryout in preseason and comes up huge with a save last week in the penalty shootout to lift his team. Here comes Lucid in the attack. A promising looking one at that. Mushagalusa on the left, outside of the box. On his left foot. Puts in a good cross. Headed away by the first defender, Guillen. Wilson Harris was on his back shoulder. Still with Lucid in the middle of the field, Gibson. Right side of the box, Ray Serrano. Defended by Armin. Serrano on his left. Winds up. Takes a shot. It's blocked on its way through. Serrano keeps the ball alive. Back to Manny Perez. Perez will play it backward toward midfield to Tosh and they keep possession alive Louisville City. Louisville City looks much stronger in their attack than they did the last time out. Musha Galusa has been very good on this left side. Paolo Do Piccolo ball into the box for Wilson Harris to chase just a bit in front of him and Phil Brino off of his line sliding down a few yards in front of the toes of Wilson Harris collects the ball. It is a very bright start for Louisville City. Eight minutes and 42 seconds into this game. They've had the lion's share of possession. They've had the chances and they have looked 
much more fluid and much more crisp than they did this time last week. And it's what they needed. They had to come out and get a good start. Now it just comes down to just sharpening that final little bit because they're getting the ball there. They're creating the chances. And just like that ball with Paulo Del Piccolo trying to find Wilson Harris making the run, a little bit too strong on the end of it. So if they're able to sharpen up on that final pass, that final touch, that's when they're going to begin to get those chances on goal and putting it in the back of the net. Lucidia team that loves to press high. And if they don't turn you over in your defensive end, they force you to clear it long where they win the ball in their half. They do it here. Now try and work the ball through possession from back to front. Sean Tosh, a long ball from his inside half, inside center half, inside right center half position. Down the far sideline toward Manny Perez. And Manny Perez with no one in the middle for company in terms to aim at for Louisville City. Wins a corner. He does really well. It'll be another Vi-Fi corner from the far side. The Louisville City right this time. It'll come nine minutes and 43 seconds into this 0-0 game. It's a great run from Perez. And what makes it really great is once he gets past one defender, he gets his body in front of that defender, which eliminates that one, forcing a recover defender to have to step in. And that defender, all they can do is kick it out of bounds. So it's a great run. This corner from the far side. An in-swinger off Palo Del Piccolo's foot. Over the head of Mushigalusa at the back post and it bounces behind. Did it take a touch? No. It is a goal kick to Tampa Bay. A high lofted ball off the foot of Palo Del Piccolo. Not a bad one, but just a few feet over the head of Mushigalusa and it bounces behind for a goal kick to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I thought it was a good service. Just a bit of a miscommunication between Mushigalusa and Harris there on the back post. I think one of them thought the other one was going to get it. It was over the first one who thought they were getting it. It's just they have to be a little bit sharper and on the same page again coming out of that final little bit. Everything else is there. The buildup is there. The creativity has been there. Now it's just sharpening that final touch, final pass. We have two of the top scoring teams, also two of the top defensive teams in the league. Tampa Bay, the top scoring team, scoring 77 goals in the regular season. Louisville City, fourth best in the league, scoring 67. They're trying to score the first one here, Lou City. Ball into the box, Mushigalusa cleared away by Wyke on the left side of the penalty area from Louisville's perspective. It'll be out for a Louisville throw on the near side of the left in their attacking half. About 25 yards from the corner flag. It'll be Amadou Dia to the left back to take this throw. He plays it backward on the ground to West Sharpie. Back to Dia. Now Sharpie near midfield. Inside left, Tyler Gibson. Spins, plays it on the ground to the right to Manny Perez. Still in the attacking half, Louisville City. Now backward into the center circle, Sean Tosh. Takes a step into the attacking half, does Tosh. Now back to Perez on the far side, the right. The inside right. Does a really nice job of cutting the ball up field. Makes a 20-yard run. Plays it at the far right to Ray Serrano. Serrano cuts it in field. On his left foot in the middle of the field. Tries to play it there. That pass blocked. And Tyler Gibson picks it up for Louisville City. All the way back to Sean Tosh at midfield. They recycle possession here. And I think Ray Serrano, while cutting inside sometimes is the right idea, they've been finding a lot of success getting around the outside. So I would like to see Serrano maybe try to change it up the past few times. He's tried to cut inside. I want to see if he can get around that outside and then maybe whip it across, especially because you have so many runners in the box because Louisville City is doing very well with pushing numbers onto the back line of Tampa Bay. We've played 12 minutes. Louisville City dominant in terms of possession. They've had 65% of the ball so far, and it has lived in Tampa Bay's defensive half. It is there right now with Louisville City, the ball at their feet. Mushigalusa, the near sideline, 10 yards from the corner flag. Dribbling in against Connor Antley. Cuts it to his right foot, puts it across, blocked by Antley. Out for a Louisville throw on the near side, their left. And it's a good footwork again there from Mushigalusa to get across. I, I, there wasn't really much for him to do there, so being able to deflect it off the defender and get the throw in is the right move. 
Louisville City plays that throw all the way back to their defensive line just on their side of midfield stripe. A great step over there by Amadou Dia to see away a tackle by Sebastian Guenzotti. Still with Louisville City, the near sideline, Mushagalusa back to the left center back, Wes Sharpie. Now the right center back, Sean Tosh, in the center circle. Plays it to the far side, the right to the right back, Manny Perez. Dribbling back toward his own goal. Across midfield into the Louisville defensive half. Tosh, now Sharpie on the inside left. Cuts it to his right foot, looking for the long diagonal. Here it comes. It's a good one to Ray Serrano if the flag stays down. It does. Serrano brings it down in the box. Ray Serrano on his right foot. Still Serrano. Calls for handball. The flag goes up, and it's given against Ray Serrano. And it'll be a free kick to Tampa Bay. The ball just popped up off the foot of Ray and hit him in the hand, it looked like. It is a foul, obviously. The handball called and a free kick to Tampa Bay in their defensive penalty area. Yeah, and those are those really tough ones because there's not a whole lot that Serrano can do in that situation when the ball pops up that way. Sometimes you see the refs left that one go because they say it's ball to hand. But Ray Serrano's hand was probably in an unnatural position, which is why when the ball hits it, it's going to be called. Or the ball fell in a favorable location for him, which allowed him to keep possession, and that's going to also be called a handball. But it's good movement for Ray Serrano and good vision on the ball to be able to find Ray Serrano inside that box. Mentioned the attacking records of these teams. Both have stellar defensive records as well. Louisville City, the second tightest defense in the league, allowing just 30 goals this season. Tampa Bay, they were fourth best, allowing 34. It is out for a Louisville City throw on the far side there right in their defensive half. Perez takes it infield to Sean Tosh. Tosh on the far sideline under pressure, plays the ball forward. Knocked back his way. Tampa trying to come forward. They've got it now with Lewis Hilton in the middle. He clips the ball over the top to Leo Fernandez, but Fernandez not on the same page, was checking back when the ball went over his head, and Louisville City takes over again. Lou City has had all of the possession virtually so far in this game. 14 minutes and 20 seconds gone, and a 0-0 scoreline in this Eastern Conference Final. Tampa trying to come forward after a long clearance from Louisville City to LaCava, but it's cleared off of his feet. All the way back to Danny Fondez for Louisville City in goal. He sends it long, and it's out past the far sideline. It'll be a Tampa Bay throw on the far side. They're left in their defensive half. And this is where things can get a little bit nerve-wracking, though, because it has been all Louisville City, and they haven't been able to capitalize on any of the chances. Tampa Bay is a team that they just need one chance, and they're going to make you pay if you give them one opportunity, even though they maybe haven't been creating anything, they haven't had much offense going for them. It just takes one opportunity. So Louisville City has to make sure that defensively they're not losing focus at all. They're staying locked in their defensive shape, but then offensively they have to begin to start to capitalize on these opportunities and get some shots. They've had all of this, and there really haven't been many shots on target or on frame at all. Certainly is true, Casey. These two teams have met twice this year in regular season play. Both were one to nothing results. The first in favor of Tampa Bay down in Florida. It was a penalty that gave Tampa Bay their goal and gave them the win. And then the return game in mid-August here at Lynn Family Stadium. Wilson Harris struck for Louisville City before a Louisville City record crowd of nearly 15,000. Harris on the ball now. Plays it back to Palado Piccolo. A chance for Louisville City. Top of the box. Mushagalusa on his left. Goes for goal. And it was always slithering wide of the right post from Mushagalusa's perspective. It's out for a goal kick to Tampa Bay. But for Louisville City, they got the ball in a prom- promising position and finally finally had a hit toward goal. Well, and what I like is how quickly it happened. Wilson Harris gets the ball and immediately finds Del Piccolo. Del Piccolo attacks quickly on the dribble, which draws the defenders in towards him and opens up Mushigalusa. Mushigalusa has a very, very tough angle, and I think Ray Serrano has to do better on that far side, recognizing that at that angle, he's not going to be able to get a solid look on goal or there's going to be a deflection.
deflection. And Ray Serrano needs to charge the goal a little bit more, and he might be able to get on the end of that one. Reno's goal kick sent long down the inside right and a handball against Jake LaCava, who was battling with, I believe, Manny Perez for the ball. And similar to Ray Serrano moments ago, just an unfortunate bounce for him. Deflects off of his hand. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half on their inside left. It'll be Wes Sharpie, the left center back, to take this fifth-third free kick. He plays it short on the ground to the left back, Amadou Dia, past the 16-minute mark, nearing the 17-minute mark of this first half, looking for an opening goal in this USL Championship Eastern Conference Final. Lucidi trying to build out of the back. It's Danny Fondes. He drops it off with Sean Tosh. Both of these teams have the ability to host the championship final next week if results go their way. The other conference final, San Antonio, the number one seed, they have the first option to host. If they should win, they will host no matter who their opponent is. But if they are to be upset by Colorado Springs, then one of these two teams would host next weekend's championship final. It's out for a Tampa Bay throw on the near side. They're right just at the midfield stripe. Connor Antley takes it, plays into midfield in their defensive half where Guillen has it. He tries to play a long ball towards Jake LaCava, intercepted and well read by Manny Perez for Louisville City and the boys in purple wearing black tonight take over and it's Sean Tosh who plays a long ball forward. Knocked down by a defender for Tampa Bay. Picked up by Mushagalusa. Here come Louisville City in the attack. Mushagalusa inside left. Plays it wide left to Wilson Harris who's shown up out here. He puts in a cross with his left foot. Well defended by Lawrence Wyke who touches it down and then clears it upfield into the Louisville defensive half. It'll stay with Louisville City. And it's a good build-up play but I don't think it's the best service from Wilson Harris. He was trying to find Paul Del Piccolo, but just completely mishits that ball. It has to just be a little bit better on that service from Harris. Under some pressure, Ray Serrano in the middle of the field. Plays it back to Sean Tosh in the Louisville half. Now Tosh, ball on the ground to the far side in the attacking half. Manny Perez. Numbers coming forward for Lou City in the attack once again. Inside right, Ray Serrano swings the ball. Cross field in the air. Bouncing into the feet of Mushagalusa. Top of the box on the left side. Mushagalusa takes another left-footed shot. And this time, it is saved by Philip Reno. A similar look to the one that went wide. This one on target, but it was in the end a very comfortable save for Reno, the Tampa Bay goalkeeper. I don't mind that look from Mushagalusa. Galusa, he does well to cut the ball back and has a go with his left. He just doesn't get enough power on the shot for it really to be dangerous. Wilson Harris does do a very good job there of following that shot. So if Brino were to deflect that or mishandle it at all, Harris was right there. Tampa Bay trying to come forward, but again, they can't get the ball anywhere near Louisville's penalty area, at least in terms of when they have possession. It was a ball, a hopeful one on the ground towards Jake LaCava, well defended by Louisville City. Now Louisville coming forward and a foul against Wilson Harris as he climbed over the back of Aaron Guillen. And the foul called against Harris by the referee tonight gives a free kick to Tampa Bay on their inside left, just about 10 yards from midfield in their defensive half. 19 minutes, 13 seconds, and counting upward in this game. Still looking for an opening goal in this USL Championship Eastern Conference Final. It's out for a Louisville City throw now on the far side. The Louisville right in the Louisville defensive half, about 15 yards from midfield. And really, if you're Tampa Bay, even though you haven't been able to see much of the ball, you're going to be pleased with how things are going because you have not allowed... Lose City to score. You haven't been able to create opportunities. You haven't been able to really break through, but you've stood solid defensively and so they have to continue to build on that if they want to be able to get back into this match. Lou City, though, has to stay focused defensively. 
We do have our first corner of the night for Tampa Bay here as Lawrence Wyke had made a run in the attacking half. Tried to play a ball into the box from the near sideline. It was blocked by a Louisville City defender and went behind. So it is our first corner kick of the night to the visitors this evening, Tampa Bay. Lou City has had three. This will be the Rowdies first. It'll come from the near side, their right. And Jake Orman is jogging over to take it. Nikki Law is also coming over for company for the short option. Ray Serrano there defensively for Louisville City within touching distance. It'll be an in-swinger off the left foot of Arman if he decides to send it into the box. Four green, five green and gold shirts in the penalty area to aim at. Here it comes off the left foot of Arman, high into the air, punched away by Danny Fondes at the back post. White trying to chase it down for Tampa Bay. He'll keep it in play. Defended by Ray Serrano. Actually, that's Tyler Gibson, but Gibson with a terrific, excellent sliding challenge to take it away. Maybe a counter for Lou City. The crowd roars. Here comes Mushigalusa on the right side. Two green shirts for company. Still Mushigalusa, and then the ball finally dribbles off of his feet and is cleared away by Tampa Bay. They take over in possession. And Tampa Bay did very well to recover defensively there. Mushigalusa maybe should have gotten it off his foot a second sooner. He had about four or five players in the middle of the field. Maybe try to see if you can send a bending ball into the middle of the pitch there to allow one of those runners to get on it. But it's a good break from Lou City, just better defending by Tampa. Loose City with a half chance. Del Piccolo trying to link up with Wilson Harris. Intercepted by Tampa Bay. Here come the Rowdies forward. It's LaCava now playing on the right side. But once again, the flag goes up against him. Jake LaCava caught offside for the second time tonight. This one in a less promising position than the first. But at two results in a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City. 21 and a half minutes gone by in the Eastern Conference Final here. Still looking for the opening goal. You're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. I'm Jeff Milby. She's Casey Whitfield. Spencer Brown is our producer. The fifth-third free kick taken by Louisville City. They drop it all the way back. Back to the goalkeeper, Danny Fondes, just to the right of the penalty spot in his penalty area. He's directing traffic, pushing numbers forward. He's going to hit this long. He does now with his right foot, spinning past midfield on the inside left for Louisville City. Harris was up for the header. So too was Wyke. Wyke won the header. And then an offside flag, I believe, went up against a Tampa Bay player on the return ball. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City. Just a yard past midfield on their inside left in their attacking half. And Lucity, again, they've done really well with being creative. They've been able to get four shots with one of those on target compared to Tampa zero. But now they have to get some of those shots a little bit solid, more solid opportunities. They have to begin to capitalize on these chances because you cannot let a team like Tampa hang around in this match when they're not playing well because, again, it just takes one chance. Ray Serrano, two crosses into the box. Both were defended by Tampa Bay. It is out for a throw on the far side. They're right. Louisville City plays the ball from the wide area more significantly than Tampa. Over the course of the season, they had about 150 more balls that were sent into the opposition penalty area over the course of the year. And both of those opportunities there by Serrano go wasted. They were well defended by Tampa Bay. Lucity still with the ball. It's Wilson Harris in the middle trying to hold up possession. He had, it looked like Corbin Bone to his right, but he couldn't find the pass and it's taken away by Tampa Bay. Leo Fernandez dropping back for a touch of the ball. He's hardly had a sniff so far. To the far side, Armin. Now Guillen, the left of the three center backs on the far sideline. Hounded by Corbin Bone for Lucity. He's forced to send it long and it'll bounce all the way to the feet of Danny Fondes, the goalkeeper. Uh, it looks like that is Guizotti continued his run forward to force Fondes to drift back into his box so he could pick it up. But once again, the high press there from Corbin Bone forces the long ball and gives the ball back to his team. 
Yeah, and Tampa just looking a little discouraged offensively because they haven't been able to get anything going. They haven't been able to have a successful through ball played because of the pressure, because of how well defensively Loose City looks. And so they're starting to get frustrated, and that's exactly when Loose City needs to capitalize. Loose City with an alarming 69% of the ball 24 minutes into this game. They win a throw here. It's in the box. Sent into the box by Wilson Harris towards Musha Galusa. And Musha Galusa couldn't control it, I believe. He may have gotten a touch. In any event, it's out behind for a goal kick here to Tampa Bay. The throw came into the middle of the field to Wilson Harris on his less preferred left foot, trying to loft the ball into the box to his teammate Musha Galusa. Overhit and behind Tampa with the goal kick. Yeah, and it's hard to tell from here. It looks like the ball was closer to Musha Galusa than maybe it, sh- it was. But regardless, it's good link-up play. They're looking to get the bodies in the box. They're looking to pick out a player for their service. Now it just has to get a little bit sharper. Again, about 25 minutes into this game, 24 and a half to be exact. The crowd really truly has filed in now, and it's a terrific one. Probably, I would imagine, about 12,000. Not every seat filled, but the vast majority of them filled. But look at the standing areas, though. The standing areas are jam-packed, including the Estopinal end to our right and the waterfront end to our left. We should point out there are a good maybe... 30 Tampa Bay fans that have made the trek up from Florida on the far sideline in the visitors section. So in the event Tampa Bay has some success, you will hear the noise from that end of the stadium. It's all the way back for Louisville City to Danny Fondez. Sends the ball along down the middle. Chested down by Mushigalusa, but a heavy touch off of his chest. And it's easy work for Lawrence Wyke to play it back to the goalkeeper, Brino. Brino back to Wyke. Wyke, a long ball on the ground forward, top of the formation. Guenzotti. Guenzotti goes down, and it's a foul. Casey Whitfield shakes her head, but the referee points in Tampa Bay's direction. The fans boo at Lynn Family Stadium. Sebastian Guenzotti fouled by Wes Sharpie for Louisville. City, a Tampa Bay free kick in their attacking half, probably about 50 yards from goal on the inside right. See, I think that's just two players going for the ball. I think it's just a 50-50 challenge, a no call there from the referee. I don't think it was a foul from Wes Sharpie, but maybe Wes Sharpie came in a little bit reckless or was late to the challenge. I just think it's a 50-50 no call. Ball given away here by Tampa Bay. Wyke right into the feet of Ray Serrano. Maybe a chance to counter for Lou City. Wilson Harris turns, plays it through the middle. Corbin Bone has a touch, but Aaron Guillen does well to recover and play it off of his feet back to the goalkeeper. It was one on three for Corbin Bone. He tried to touch it over to his right foot, maybe to have a hit, but good defending by Guillen tracking back. Yeah, Corbin Bone's going to have a difficult time of beating all three of those defenders. He did turn on the Jets, and I think that's the fastest I've seen him run. I didn't know that Corbin Bone had such speed about him, but it's going to be difficult to get through three defenders before getting one-on-one with the keeper. Blue City takes the ball right back, though. They've had just about every 50-50 ball go their way, it seems, so far. But they give it away here. An interception by Wyke of Tampa Bay. And Wyke charges forward into the attacking half in the center circle. He stops, plays it wide right to Connor Antley, who joins the attack. Antley forward to toward Leo Fernandez defended by Amadou Dia who sends it long with the clearance all the way back toward the Tampa Bay penalty area Castellanos there under pressure from Wilson Harris and Harris's pressure forces a clearance from Castellanos it's a Louisville throw on the near side there left Mushigalusa in from Dia nearly had it go out of bounds he kept it in play but Tampa Bay wins possession Antley takes it off of Mushigalusa's feet Tampa trying to come forward they move it from right to left they've got it on the far sideline Armin though well defended by Ray Serrano. He takes it away for Lou City. Ball into the box toward Del Piccolo. Paolo Del Piccolo on the right side. Still Del Piccolo tries to play it across the box. Four green shirts there. A foul goes, and it is against Paolo Del Piccolo. And Tampa Bay will have a free kick in their own penalty area here. Lou City 
is winning every contested ball. Every tackle has seemingly turned the ball back to Louisville City tonight. The energy on the field is contagious. They are swarming Tampa and not giving Tampa Bay any time at all to be able to get their head up and think about what they're doing. And it's because of this pressure, because of this just relentless mentality that Lou City is playing with right now that's getting Tampa off their rhythm, out of their game, and forcing them to not be able to create anything going forward offensively. But if there's something not to like for Louisville City 28 minutes into this game, they haven't scored, and they haven't had that many terrific clear-cut chances. As a foul goes against Louisville City in their defensive half, about 15 yards past midfield, it'll be a free kick here to Tampa Bay on their inside left. Louisville City, again we mentioned the fourth highest scoring team in the league this season. They scored 67 goals. 28 of those came from set pieces. That was the most in the entire USL championship. And that speaks to, one, a threat that they have from set pieces, but two, Casey, to points that we've made all season, a little bit of an inability to score from open play. Yeah, they've really struggled, I feel like, all season with creating opportunities in the run of play, and that's been something that I've harped on them all season long. Here's an opportunity for Tampa Bay. Ball in the box from Armin. It's a good one, and it is ultimately behind for a goal kick to Louisville City. It was a bent ball off the left foot of Armin from the left side of the box toward the run of two players. Antley was there. Guenzotti, I believe, the other one. It just bounced right in front of Sebastian Guenzotti and behind for a Louisville City goal kick. That may be the most threatening chance that Tampa Bay has had tonight. That is the most threatening chance. But credit to Amadou Dia, too, for making that sliding play. If he doesn't slide in there, he gives the Tampa Bay players free reign to have that look on goal. It's because he's sliding in, it distracts in there. Some nice defending there. But that was Tampa Bay's closest opportunity. I think the only other one was the ball that was too high for Fernandez to get on the end up. But other than that, they haven't been able to generate much of anything. 29 and a half minutes gone. No goals so far between Louisville City and the Tampa Bay Rowdies in this USL Championship Eastern Conference Final. After the goal kick, a foul in the battle for possession goes against Tampa Bay. So it's a fifth, third free kick here to Louisville City on the inside left, about five yards into their attacking half. Tyler Gibson, the midfielder, will take it on the ground near sideline. Amadou Dia sizes up across, decides to put his foot on it and play it backward to Gibson instead of crossing it into the box. It's now Sharpie in the center circle to his center back mate Tosh. Tosh in the center circle under some pressure from LaCava. Long diagonal from right to left and it's over the head of Amadou Dia past the sideline. A throw to Tampa Bay on the near side. They're left. And for Tampa Bay, Casey, we've been singing the praises of Louisville City and rightfully so. What do they have to do to grab something for themselves? They have no foothold in this game whatsoever save for that last chance that was swung into the box by Armin a couple of moments ago. I mean, we say that, but they've kept Louisville City from scoring this entire time. Defensively, they have been extremely solid. And so I think they just have to continue to do the little things, stay in this match, keep coming back defensively, keep that strong defensive shape because offensively it will come for them. They are a very good team. So if they continue to stay locked into this game, stay focused, and not get discouraged that things aren't going their way right now. The tides will turn their way if they keep working, and that's all they need to do to get back in the game. We're hoping the tide turns here. It is LaCava in the Louisville box on the left side. A sliding challenge from Perez out to Armin. Armin clips the ball top of the box. Lewis Hilton has a swing on the volley, and it's a good effort, but it's saved by Danny Fontes. What a terrific hit from Lewis Hilton at the top of the D of the Louisville box. Swung his foot through it on the side volley, made terrific contact, but it was directly into the chest of Danny Fondez who fell on the ball. That was beautifully struck and very difficult to do. Hilton has a nice look on goal there. Fondez does very well to bury that one and not let it deflect off or not fumble the ball. 
And so very good save from Fondes. His name hasn't been called very much to have to come up big, but he does very well on that save. Similar to a goal that was scored a couple of weeks ago for Tampa Bay in their quarterfinal win over Miami by Nikki Law. A sensational goal. Hilton trying to match him there. It's now out after Fondes sent it long. It was out for a Tampa throw in their defensive half on the far side, their left. The throw in now, and they try and build from the back. It's all the way backward to their goalkeeper, Brino. Pressure from Del Piccolo. Brino sends it long into the center circle. Battle for the possession in the air. Sharpie up forward. He wins the header. Loose ball picked up by Amadou Dia. Top of the formation, Harris. Del Piccolo. Maybe a chance for Loose City, but the last pass. Serrano would have been in, but a final touch from Guillen. He just stuck, stuck out a leg to pull that ball into his grasp, and Tampa Bay takes over. Not a bad idea there, but I'd like to see Paul Del Piccolo maybe take a few touches there and attack on the dribble. He had all players running back towards the goal, which is going to open up space for him to attack on the dribble. As he begins to dribble there, it's going to open up one of those slipped through balls to any one of the front three who were all making runs. Connor Antley from the near side the right heads the ball forward toward Guenzotti. He's beaten to the ball by Sharpie. Louisville City takes over in possession. Tampa Bay, one or two passes forward, and they're not able to complete the move at any point this game so far, aside from one or two times. Loose City has had the lion's share of possession, 60% of it, 32, nearly 33 minutes into this game. Tampa, though, wins the ball here under booze from the crowd at Lynn Family Stadium. They've got it at midfield. Antley, the right back, gives it away, though. Gibson won it uh, with the interception to Mushigalusa. Mushigalusa around the defender. Enoch Mushigalusa in the box on his right foot on the left side. Mushigalusa goes for goal. It's deflected and it's just wide of the far post. The referee does not say it took a deflection. Corbin Bone, Louisville City's captain, arguing with him that it did, but it's out for a goal kick here to Tampa Bay. It looked to me like it was deflected. In any event, it was a well-shaped shot off the right foot of Mushigalusa, trying to curl it in that top corner, and he wasn't far. Missed it by about a yard. Mushigalusa has looked really good on this left side tonight. He has had some very nice footwork there. I mean, he splits the two defenders, runs around them, gets on the end of it, has a nice cutback, and has a beautiful shot on his left foot. Just doesn't get the bend on it that he necessarily needed to get it on frame, but he had the right weight on the ball, and he had the right texture of having to spin it, just needed a little bit more behind it. Goal kicks it long by Brino. Both teams battling for possession. A physical battle. Quenzotti goes down, and it's a foul given against Louisville City. And a free kick here to Tampa Bay. In their attacking half on the inside right, maybe 20 yards past the midfield stripe. And Louisville City's Midfielder Corbin Bone not wearing the captain's armband tonight as he has so many times this year. He's got to be a little bit careful here. He's been in the referee's face a number of times early in this game in this first half. He is there now arguing his point that it was not a foul. But the referee disagrees. He does not show any cards, doesn't give a warning to Bone at all. And in the end, it'll be a free kick here to Tampa Bay once again. Probably 45 yards from goal on their inside right, maybe 10 yards uh, past from the inside uh, from the near sideline, I should say, if I can find myself here. We have the advantage of being able to see the replay, and Amadou Dia did leave his leg in late there, so it is a foul. But what Lucidi is arguing is that there have been several opportunities where Tampa Bay has done the exact same thing, and there was a no call. So just trying to get, they're trying to ask for an even game. Tampa cycling possession around. It's Lawrence Wyke in the middle of the field, 30 yards from goal, dribbling toward the right. A good ball to Connor Antley on the end line, but the flag is up. Antley's cross was turned into the back of the net by Guenzotti, but the flag had been up long before the ball was played in. Antley playing as a right winger from his right back position 
trying to stand on that inside right channel between a couple of defenders, and he was a yard or two offside. The flag went up immediately. Very fortunate, though, that Antley was offside there because he was open on the wing, and then Guinzotti made a great run inside the box on that cross to put it in the back of the net. Ultimately, yes, none of it matters because he was offside, but that's going to give Tampa some momentum. That's going to start giving them something to build on, something to continue to push through in these final 10 minutes. We are in the final 10 minutes, as Casey said, nearing the 37th minute, 35-48 on the clock and counting upward. Here comes Lucidi in the attack. Top of the box, Mushaglusa on the left side. Forced wide by Wyke. Still Mushaglusa trying some step overs. Still Mushaglusa battling with Wyke on the inline. The ball out. It is a Louisville City throw. A yard from the corner flag on the near side. Their left. Mushagalusa once again looking very lively tonight, Casey. His footwork has been very well, very, very good, and he has just been playing very smart this evening. Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa, one of the newcomers to this team. Ball into the box, headed toward goal by Paolo Del Piccolo. Ray Serrano's in there. He has a shot toward goal from the edge of the six-yard box. Wasn't a clean contact. It's behind for a goal kick to Tampa Bay. The throw was taken long into the mixer in the Tampa Bay penalty area. Del Piccolo, I think, had the best chance but couldn't direct his header on target. And those are those opportunities that as a player you're like, I have to do I have to do something with this. I have to put this on goal. I'm wide open. But it's not the easiest of opportunities. Paulo Del Piccolo, I think, maybe could have done a little bit better of getting the first opportunity on goal. But Ray Serrano there, the way the ball was bouncing, there really wasn't much he could do in that situation. It's just frustrating from a spectator standpoint because it looks like they should put it in the back of the net even though it's not as easy as what it looks. That certainly was a crowded penalty area to try and work in. After the play resumed, it's out for a Louisville City throw once again. On the near side, they are left in their defensive half by a few yards. Amadou Dia will take it once the ball is returned to him. 37 minutes, 20 seconds on the clock. No score, no goals so far. 0-0 between Louisville City and the Tampa Bay Rowdies in this third successive conference final in the Eastern Conference to feature those two teams. Ball forward down the near sideline. Mushaglusa to Harris trying to return the ball. Cleared away by Wyke. High into the air here in Butchertown in Louisville, Kentucky. It's picked up near midfield by Sebastian Guenzotti. He's hustled off the ball by a combination of Gibson and Sharpie for Louisville City. Now Manny Perez. A loose touch from him, though, gives it to LaCava. Here's Jake LaCava bombing forward into three defenders and right into Sean Tosh, who takes the ball away. Maybe a chance on the counter for Lou City. Here's Ray Serrano on the right side. Full head of steam, charging forward, right side of the box. Puts his cross in high into the air, and it's into the side netting. And it'll be a goal kick here to Tampa Bay. I like that Ray Serrano continued on the outside, though, because the minute that he cuts the ball back and inside, there are two or three Tampa Bay players right there on the inside. On the cross there, he just didn't get his hips surrounded enough. He had bodies making run, runs in the box. He just couldn't get his hips surrounded to really get the service beat, to get the service in the box so it's effective for those players to get on the end of it. 58% of possession for Louisville City so far. 38 and a half minutes into this game. They've generated seven shots. Only one of them, though, forcing a save from Brino, and it was a comfortable one. Tampa Bay, through their 42% possession, they've had just one shot. And that was on the volley from Lewis Hilton. A good effort, but it was directly at the goalkeeper, Fondez. Wouldn't have had him worried too much when the ball was sent his way. Battle for possession in the midfield. A header from Serrano. Chested down by Guillen for Tampa Bay. Guillen lifts the ball with his left foot. Guenzotti making the run, and Guenzotti was offside. Flag up again against Tampa Bay. We've seen that 
maybe three or four times now tonight, Casey, where they've been caught offside. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half on the inside left. Honestly, very poor from Guinzotti there because he is about four or five yards just offside standing there, not paying attention. When your team is not creating a lot of opportunities, you have to make sure that you make every single one of them count. And by starting off in an offside position and not paying attention to your surroundings, you're hurting your team. You know Lucidity is a team that keeps a high line, so that has to be in the back of your mind, and you have to constantly be thinking about making sure you're staying on sides. Five and a half minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this first half. Looking for an opening goal. Louisville City has had the lion's share of the play, the lion's share of the chances, but still nothing to show for it on the scoreboard. And that plays to the hands of Tampa Bay. A similar way the game played out last week for them against Memphis. And they stole a winner late with a penalty. They're trying to grab a goal here, Tampa Bay. LaCava coming forward through the middle. But good numbers back for Louisville City. Stops him in his tracks. Still with Tampa Bay on the far sideline. It's Armin playing as the left wing back tonight. Back to Guillen in the Tampa Bay defensive half. Armin, now Guillen once again. Drifting backward toward his own goal. Under pressure from Corbin Bone for Lou City. He plays it backward to this goalkeeper, Brino. Brino now under pressure from Wilson Harris. Forced to heave it long, high into the air. Toward Armin, a battle with Perez. Now LaCava comes down with the ball for Tampa Bay, but he's taken off of it by Tyler Gibson. Louisville City with the ball once again. Gibson in the middle after a neat combination between Perez, Gibson, and Tosh. Gibson looking to play it on the ground toward Racer on on the right side. Intercepted there by Guillen, and now Tampa Bay takes over with four and a half minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this first half. A lot of back and forth possession here. Neither team has really been able to find that breakthrough moment. City definitely with the better opportunities. But again, Tampa Bay's back line has been absolutely solid. Tampa Bay trying to combine through the middle. Nikki Law drops it off to Lewis Hilton. Hilton, a good idea, trying to play a long diagonal to the right side. It's deflected. Picked up by Guinzotti. A chance for Tampa Bay. The flag stayed down. A loose touch, though, from Guinzotti. Sends it to Leo Fernandez. He has a shot from distance from 20 yards, and it was well wide in the end. A driven shot on the ground, and Danny Fondez watched it roll happily past his left stick. It's a goal kick to Louisville City with uh, three minutes and about 40 seconds to go, plus stoppage time. No score here in the Eastern Conference Final. And Lou City, very fortunate there because Winzani was definitely onside in that situation because Amadou Dia made a play on the ball, so therefore he is going to be on sides. Leo Fernandez, though, picking the ball up there at the top of the box, has to do better with that shot. He's better than that, and he knows it. He's a player, though, that Lucidi cannot give that time and space in that situation because he's one that can capitalize on it. Goal kick sent long, picked up by Tampa Bay's Antley on the near side of the right, the right wing back. He swings it to his opposite, the left wing back, Armin. He charges forward down the middle. Still Jake Armin, still in the middle. He turns backward now, deterred by Tyler Gibson, drops it off with Hilton. Now Guillen, still in the attacking half for Tampa Bay. LaCava, far sideline, Nicky Law, and he can't catch up to the ball. That's out for a throw to Louisville City on the far side. They're right, about 10 yards shy of midfield. Really good defensive structure there from Lou City, forcing Tampa Bay to have to make the mistake, forcing Tampa Bay to have to work the ball around the, the sides and not go through the middle. Ball high into the stands, another throw to Lou City on the far side, the right. That has stood out to me tonight, Casey, defensively for Louisville City. Every time Tampa comes forward, there are plenty of black shirts for Louisville City behind the ball, and they deter any thought of a counterattack whenever Tampa does win possession, which they've done very seldom. 
Yeah, and they're doing a really good job of clogging the middle of the field because Tampa Bay wants to play through their players of Leo Fernandez. Find Guinzotti there in the middle. Find Nicky Law in the middle. But because Lou City is so compact in the middle of the field, it makes it really difficult for those players to really find the ball. So they're forcing them to have to go around the outside, and that's where those missed passes are coming. That's where they're having to look for those long balls that Lou City is intercepting. Fernandez hardly a touch in the first half, and here he gives it away. Intercepted by Paolo Del Piccolo, but the referee, I think, spotted a handball in there from Del Piccolo, and he gives the foul. It'll be a free kick here to Tampa Bay on their inside left, about four yards shy of midfield in their defensive half. We've got 43 minutes and 17 seconds and counting upward on the clock here at Lynn Family Stadium, plus stoppage time to go in this first half as Tampa takes their time. They've been out of sorts. They've not had any answer to Louisville City's intensity, Louisville City's pressure, and Louisville City's defensive structure tonight. They did have that one chance for Lewis Hilton on the volley. That may be the best chance of the game for either side, to be fair to Tampa Bay. Long ball forward from the Rowdies, and it's over the head of Guenzotti. But Danny Fondes taking no chances out of his box, clears it wide into the stands. It'll be a throw here to Tampa Bay. On the near side, they're right in their attacking half. Well, honestly, if you're Lou City, you go into halftime without creating really a solid scoring opportunity. You've got to be a bit frustrated because of how you've played in this first half. Because in the second half, Tampa Bay, or at halftime, Tampa Bay is going to be able to make adjustments. They're going to be able to cut off some of these opportunities that Lou City has been able to create. And so Lou City then is going to have to figure out new ways to be creative in the second half to break through. Inside the final minute of regular time in this first half. Stoppage time still to come. Lou, uh, beg your pardon, Tampa Bay in possession. They've had it for a little spell here. Castellanos now to Antley on the near side, the right in the attacking half, just on the periphery of the Lou City defensive formation. Nearly a touch there for Musha Galusa. White taking no chances. Sends it all the way back to the goalkeeper at the top of the Tampa Bay penalty area at the top of the D. Reno, the goalkeeper, sends it long, looking for the long diagonal to the far side, the left, and it's over the head of the runner there, Gwen Zotti. Actually, that was Leo Fernandez, it looked like, and it's easily cleaned up by Manny Perez. He plays it back into his penalty area to Danny Fondez, who has absolutely no pressure in his face. Lots of time. He takes two or three touches forward, now sends it long from the top of the box. We have moved into stoppage time past the 45th minutes. Stoppage time is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport, and there is no stoppage time. Just a second or two after the 45-minute mark, the referee blows his whistle to end what was a very well-played first half by Louisville City, but they have no goals to show for it. It is 0-0 between Lou City and the Tampa Bay Rowdies in this USL Championship Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, I think it was a very nicely played out first half. Lou City clearly controlled it, clearly had the better opportunities, but Tampa held in there, stuck with their game plan, and they're really going to have to figure out at halftime how to break down that defense of Lou City. We'll step aside again the score at the break. Louisville City 0, Tampa Bay Rowdies 0 in this USL Championship Eastern Conference Final from Lynn Family Stadium. You're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota Camry. It's built in the USA. Camry's got style and innovation. It's America's best-selling car. Camry all-wheel drive is one of 15 different all-wheel drive Toyotas. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, Camry Hybrid could save you thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. 
At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Your serve pro Floyd County halftime score is Louisville City 0, Tampa Bay 0 in this USL Championship Eastern Conference Final. That score is presented by Surf Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield alongside. Casey, let's go through some of these numbers because I think that paints the picture just about as well as anything we can say of how that first half went. Louisville City in the end has just a slight advantage in possession, 54%. That number was up near 70% about midway through the first half. They generated seven shots, did Lou City, out of that 54% possession. Only one of them on target for Mushigalusa, forcing a save from Brino. Tampa Bay, through their 46% possession, generated two shots, one of them on target on the volley from Lewis Hilton. Louisville City had three corner kicks in the first half. Tampa Bay had one. For the majority of that first half, as the numbers indicate, Lou City had the ball in the Tampa half. They... One possession time and time again on second balls, on cleared balls by Tampa Bay. But there was no biting edge. There was no finishing punch for Louisville City in the box. They did not really have any outstanding terrific chances despite all of that possession. And so they find themselves, despite playing really well, and despite, I think, outplaying Tampa Bay, they find themselves at 0-0. Yeah, and I feel like this has just been their Achilles heel all season is capitalizing on chances during the run of play. But that's what we've talked about the entire season as their biggest weakness, and we saw that completely in this first half because they did outpossess them. They did look like the better team. The ball was in their offensive half the majority of the half. They just were not able to capitalize on any of the chances that they were creating. And with a team like Tampa, where they have so much offensive firepower, it just takes one chance for them. Of Louisville City's seven shots, five 
were inside the penalty area. None of Tampa Bay's shots were inside the Louisville City penalty area. So the question becomes, and your attention turns for Louisville City and two for Tampa Bay, which we'll get to in a moment, to what changes need to be made in the second half. And for Louisville City, this is where the injury problem continues to rear its ugly head. Brian Ombi is back. He has not played since mid-September, September 17th. He is available off the bench. But Cameron Lancaster is not available. He was questionable again. Played about 30 minutes off the bench last week against Pittsburgh. Scored the game-tying penalty and then was promptly taken off in extra time because his fitness continues to lag because he's battled so many injuries this year. So the question I pose to you, Casey Whitfield, if you are Danny Cruz, the Louisville City head coach, to whom do you turn on the bench to bring on that cutting edge and that finishing punch in the attacking end? Well, I feel like I don't know if any of the players I would bring on are going to be that killer goal scorer, but the players I would bring on would be Brian Ombi. I would definitely bring Brian Ombi on because, I mean, before he got injured, he was dominating. I mean, he was one of the leading scorers. And so even though he's not a go-to goal scorer, he's a go-to creator and a player that makes things happen on the field. And that's what you want is somebody who makes things happen. I think I would also bring on... Elijah Winder, I've really liked what he's done when he's come on the field offensively. He brings a different energy. He moves off the ball well. I think I would bring him on later in the the match. And I think Carlos Mogel Jr., I thought last match he looked very good. And although he's not technically an offensive player, he contributes to the offense by uh, building the ball, by moving the ball side to side. So I think those are the three main changes that I could see Lou City making. Again, Mogel, the hero last week, scoring the winning penalty in the penalty shootout against Pittsburgh for Louisville City. He also served up the ball into the box from a free kick. I guess it wasn't an assist technically because it resulted in a shot on goal. It was a hockey assist, right? The assist to the Kind of, sort of, yeah. And uh, it resulted in Manny Perez scoring. And Elijah Winder, who you touched on as well, he drew the penalty kick that Cameron Lancaster scored to tie the game at two last week. Let's take another time out here at the half. When we come back, let's chat about what Tampa needs to do, what response they can have, because they were, I think, thoroughly second best in that first half, despite being level at 0-0. So let's pause here at the break. Again, the Serve Pro Floyd County halftime score. It's Louisville City 0, Tampa Bay 0 in this Eastern Conference Final here on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. 
so don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium. About five and a half minutes to go in the halftime intermission here as we have a 0-0 game in the Eastern Conference Final. Louisville City against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And Casey Whitfield, if you are Neil Collins, the head coach in his fifth year, a former Tampa Bay player himself, in that locker room right now, I think you have to be employing your players to bring a little more energy because in that first half, they were second best to almost every 50-50 ball. Anytime they did get forward, they were surrounded on all sides by Louisville City players. And Louisville City's high press on the other end of the field forced them into several long balls. What I'm saying is they played right into Louisville City's game plan, I think, Tampa Bay. They've got so many talented guys. Jake LaCava has been an absolute star as a young player at 21, scoring 12 goals this year. He's a finalist for the USL Championship Young Player of the Year Award. Leo Fernandez, an MVP finalist. He scored 20 goals, his career high this season. And he also has nine assists, but he's hardly had a touch of the ball. Sebastian Guenzotti, he's been such a threat for them as well, scoring two goals in their quarterfinal win over Miami a couple of weeks back. They've got to get those guys involved in more threatening positions more often. I mean, that's the thing. You can have the best players on the field, but if you're not finding them, it doesn't matter. Tampa Bay looked stunned that first half. The first 20 minutes, they just looked in complete shock, and then they kind of panicked because they didn't know how to deal with it. What they need to do is they need to relax a little bit on the ball. They understand the pressure is going to be coming. That's the way City plays. They're going to get pressed. And so what has to happen then is the players in front of those lines, so the midfield and the forwards have to move off the ball a little bit more. If they move off the ball more, they're going to set up passing lanes to be able to build out of the back, have that quick combination play, to play one-two passes out of the back, break down those lines. You have to find those cross-cutting lines in between that structure of defense, and that's just going to require more movement from their front players. They have to be more active off the ball if they want to break down a solid defensive team like Lou City. And if Neil Collins does elect to go to the bench at any point in the second half, He's got a lucky charm on the bench, and I say that purposefully because Lucky M. Kosana, the former Louisville City player turned Louisville City killer, scored both goals late in the game last year in this Eastern Conference Final, last year down in Tampa Bay, to tie it and force extra time. You'd have to think, just for fate's sake that Neil Collins brings him on at some point in this game. Why wouldn't you, especially with what he's done against Lou City in the past? Why wouldn't you put a player like that on and hope to get something like that out there again? He's a very talented player, very fast, and player that's capable of scoring goals. So why wouldn't you put a player on like that late in the game when legs are getting tired, and especially if this, is, this game goes to extra time? He's going to be your weapon up top to release those long balls too. M. Kosana, a super sub this year at 34 years of age. The Zimbabwean, 22 appearances, only one start. He has scored four times. Might we see him duplicate what he did last year, scoring twice after the 83rd minute? Louisville City certainly hopes not. They do need a goal to cement the advantage that they displayed in that first period of time. First period of play, I should say, because it is scoreless. The serve pro Floyd County halftime score, Louisville City 0, Tampa Bay 0. When we come back, the second half will be underway. You're listening to the Eastern Conference Final in the USL here on ESPN Louisville. Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota RAV4. It's the best-selling SUV in America. It's incredibly versatile. The electrified RAV4 hybrid is one of 15 different all-wheel drive Toyotas, and it has the best resale value in its class. And the number one reason, the great fuel saving. 
at an EPA-estimated 40 MPG. It could save you thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Genesis Diamond's biggest and last sale of the year is coming. November 11th, 12th, and 13th. It's an extraordinary event. With savings of 20, 25, up to 35% store-wide. Rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets. Nothing's held back for this once-a-year, three-day store-wide sale. Acclaimed designers will be flying in with expanded collections and special pricing. Plus, get 0% interest financing. Luxury pre-owned Rolexes are also included. It's the final store-wide sale of the year with discounts up to 35%. Genesis Diamond. November 11th through 13th only. Shelbyville Road Plaza. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football, he loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs, he puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium. Nikki Law standing over the ball in the center circle to get the second half underway. One change we can bring you at halftime, and it was for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. They brought off Jake LaCava, their 21-year-old Young Player of the Year finalist, and brought on the 32-year-old Steven Dos Santos, who scored the winner in this game last year. After Lucky M. Cosana forced extra time, it was Dos Santos's goal to make it 3-2. So Dos Santos on, LaCava off for Tampa Bay. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. We are underway in the second half. We will switch ins. Tampa Bay wearing their green and gold traditional hooped jerseys, moving from right to left. Blue City wearing their alternate all-black gold standard uniforms with gold numerals trim and a gold crest, moving from left to right. What do you think about that change, Casey? Dos Santos on, LaCava off. Dos Santos, a big physical presence at the top of the formation. I understand it because right now you haven't been able to have somebody to release to, and Dos Santos standing at 6-4 is going to be the perfect target forward to hold the ball up to help your team push out of the back. But LaCava was the one that was kind of breaking through on that left side, so interested to see why they chose him to take off, but I think bringing on Dos Santos was a smart choice for Tampa. Dos Santos, seven goals this season in his 17th year as a professional for the native of Cape Verde. It is out for a Tampa Bay throw. One minute and change into this second half in a 0-0 game. This throw will come from the far side, the Tampa Bay right, as we switch ends once again in the second half. It'll be Connor Antley, the right wing back to take it. He throws it in towards Steven Dos Santos. And he's beaten to the ball by Sean Tosh, who wins it for Louisville City. But then a foul goes against Tampa Bay. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. They take it quickly and try and build out of the back. Sean Tosh, the last man under pressure from Guenzani, plays it all the way back to Danny Fondes at the top of the Louisville box. He hits his hits the ball with his right foot, a long one toward Mucha on the left side. Battle for possession. 
It comes down to Leo Fernandez. He just heaves it forward, hopefully. But no one making a run, and it falls to the feet of Fondez, the Louisville goalkeeper, once again. And I think this game's going to really open up in the second half because Tampa's going to push out a little bit more to try to see if they can generate more offense. That's going to open up more space for Lou City to be able to exploit. Lou City just has to make sure that they don't get too stretched offensively so when they do turn the ball over, they're in good positions defensively. It was about this time last week Louisville City conceded a second goal against Pittsburgh to put themselves up against the wall. They're looking to open the scoring here. Paolo Del Piccolo was chasing a long ball down the inside right, beaten to it by Aaron Guillen, and Guillen clears it past the sideline for a Louisville City throw on the near side there, right in their attacking half. It's back to Perez, now Tosh. Perez and Tosh again. Tosh on the inside right, the right center back, and he gives it away. Well read by Steven Dos Santos, dropping back. Is there a counter here for Tampa Bay? Louisville City dropping back defensively. Tampa Bay slow to get forward. Now they finally do with White coming from his defensive position. In the middle, Dos Santos spins Tosh, does really well. Tosh, a tug of the jersey, pulls him down from behind. An immediate hand to the pocket for our referee tonight. Mark Allerton, and it's our first booking and a clear one, I believe. It'll be a world of beer yellow card shown to Louisville City's Defender of the Year candidate, Sean Tosh, and this will present a free kick to Tampa Bay in the middle of the field, about 30, 35 yards from goal, a little bit toward the left. That a clear booking, I think, against Tosh. Absolutely. Two very stupid plays from Sean Tosh. The first one, he completely televised his pass, and why he's playing a ball like that to the middle of the field when he's the last defender is beyond me. And then that foul there completely pulls him back when he has defenders in place. Instead, trust your defense to step up and cover that one and recover back into a safe space. Now you've set up for a pretty decent set-piece opportunity. I think it's a little far for a shot, but it definitely is going to be a great set-piece opportunity for Tampa Bay. And that is also why you bring on Dos Santos for that ability to hold the ball up and turn a defender and draw a foul for his team. It'll be Lewis Hilton to take this free kick. Once again, about 30 yards from goal. He'll play it on the ground to the near side. Armin, he's going to put a ball into the box, but not before Ray Serrano sticks out of the leg and plays it out of play past the near sideline. They tried a short routine. Armin couldn't get the ball off. Serrano, good defending for Louisville City. A throw to Tampa Bay on the near side. They're left. Very nicely defended from Ray Serrano. Just was patient with it and timed the tackle beautifully to be able to turn that ball over. Still with Tampa Bay. Gwenzotti dropping back forward on the inside right to the far side. That looked like Antley. And then it's intercepted by Louisville City. Mushigalusa trying to turn. He can't find a teammate. And it's back with Tampa Bay along their back line. Guillen chases it down just a few yards outside of his own penalty area. Guillen drifting forward. No one to press him for Louisville City. Plays to Fernandez. Back to Guillen as the pressure now comes from Corbin Bone for Louisville. Now it is Nicky Law dropping deep. Law switches it to the right side. Castellanos for Tampa Bay. To the far side, Lawrence Wyke under pressure. He plays it long. A good header flicked on by Guenzotti, but it is offside once again this time against Dos Santos, who was on the end of that ball. He was several yards offside when the header was flicked his way by Guenzotti. And once again, Louisville City on the same page defensively along the back line. They draw another offside flag against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay really coming out looking strong starting this second half. They're a lot more together, a lot more on the same page, working the ball, building forward, putting Loose City under more pressure. Loose City is the team now that needs to settle into this second half. They haven't been on the same page going forward like they were in the first half, but that's not too much of a problem. They just have to relax in this game and begin to make those little combination plays that's going to build their confidence and help them build out of the back. 
Sixth offside flag raised against Tampa Bay. None have been raised against Louisville City. Under pressure, Danny Fondez, the goalkeeper for Louisville, sends it long. Picked up by Guillen near midfield. He heaves it long toward Dos Santos. Intercepted by Sean Tosh. Now Ray Serrano does well to step around a defender. Serrano clips the ball in behind. Mushigalusa is there. Brings it down. Mushigalusa in the box. And his shot is way off target. Tried to just chip it, I believe, toward the back post. But got it all wrong. And it ended up about five rows deep into the Estopinal end. It's a goal kick to Tampa Bay. That was a very poor chance from Mushigalusa. He does so well to take a nice touch to separate himself from the defender. He should have either taken another touch towards goal and had a look on frame, or he had Wilson Harris making the run in. I maybe try to release to Harris in the middle of the field who's coming in unmarked, but that was just absolutely pitiful for Mushigalusa. Out for a Tampa Bay throw once again on the near side. They're left at the midfield stripe after the ball was put back in play by their goalkeeper. It'll be Armin to take it. Jake Armin, 26 years old from New Jersey. And the referee encourages him to stop wasting some time here. He blows his whistle. The ball into Lewis Hilton. They'll switch fields from left to right to the far sideline. Connor Antley defended by Amadou Dia. Antley in the attacking half turns backward after Dia did well defensively. Plays it back to Wyke. Now Hilton back to Wyke under pressure. They're working their way backward here. Tampa Bay. Castellanos steps around. Wilson Harris does well. But they're living dangerously at the back right now, the Rowdies. Guillen all the way back to the goalkeeper. And he tells Guillen tells him to just hit it long. And the goalkeeper, Brino, obliges. Sends it long, but it's out of play. A throw to Lou City near midfield. Taken quickly by Manny Perez. Infield to Ray Serrano. Perez chasing a loose ball down the sideline. Guillen gets to it first for Tampa Bay. One-on-one. Perez against Guillen. A physical battle as Guillen holds it up in the corner. Sends it up the near sideline to Armin. He turns, sends it up the sideline further. Dos Santos trying to hold it up. Tried to flick it around. Sean Tosh. Tosh smart to that move and intercepts it for Lou City, but they can't find a teammate. Amadou Dia. Then Mushigalusa tracks back and wins the ball. Great hustle play from Louisville City. Mushigalusa wins it and then settles it all the way back to the goalkeeper, Fontaine. Very good effort from Mushigalusa there to come back and support his defenders. It was some shaky play at the back there, some bounce balls, hopeful passes from Lou City. Mushigalusa comes back, cleans it up, sends it back to Fondes and allows Lou City to be able to reset. Lou City now has to work the ball a little bit better in the middle of the field. They need more movement through the middle of the field. It's very, very stretched, so they have to be able to connect to those three players in our midfield. We've played eight minutes in this second half. Still no goals to speak of between Lou City and the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Tampa in possession. Dos Santos holding the ball up, and he does well at the top of the box. Links up with Fernandez. Now out of the near sideline, Armin defended by Perez. Armin dribbling toward the end line. A sliding tackle from Manny Perez sends it wide for a Tampa Bay throw. What a challenge from Manny Perez. He timed that beautifully. It was a perfect textbook slide tackle. How many times have we seen oh that? Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I feel like I lose count. I feel like I say it at least once a game with Particularly him. Particularly down the, the final half of the season. He has grown into that role as a defender. Manny Perez came in as a winger and has claimed that right back spot and made it his own. One of the best in the league. I think it's safe to say, though, he was not named to any of the all-league teams. Still Tampa Bay in possession. A heavy touch from Fernandez, though. Gives it to Ray Serrano and Lou City takes over. Serrano back to Fondez, the goalkeeper, on the right edge of his six-yard box. Under pressure from Dos Santos. Fondez sends it long. Flicked on header near midfield by Del Piccolo. Mushigalusa giving chase. He has a touch, but it's steered away by him, from him by Wyke. And then Tampa Bay sends it all the way back to their goalkeeper, Brino, as they settle it. Brino will send it long. Down the middle. A battle in the air. Guenzotti wins the header against Sharpie. Dos Santos giving chase. Dos Santos may get there, but Fondez alert to it out of his box and heads it away wide to the far side. It'll be a Tampa Bay throw. Heads up. 
sweeper-keeper action there from Danny Fondes. And Sean Tosh needs to turn and say thank you to Danny Fondes for that one because Sean Tosh had a very pitiful header backwards. He was looking to try to head it back to Fondes so he could pick it up and just completely mishit it. Dos Santos was running onto it, and Fondes, a very, very alert play to run off of his line and save that one. A great play from Danny Fondes. Ten minutes gone. Here's a ball in the box from Tampa. High into the air. Dos Santos with the header, but he got well under it. It's high into the air and into the seats. And in fact, the offside flag had gone against him. So another offside flag against Tampa Bay. It'll give a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. But I will say, Casey Whitfield, about 10 minutes, a little over it into this second half. It's been a much brighter start to the second half for Tampa Bay than they really had at any point in the first half. And I think a lot of it has to do with Steven Dos Santos. He's made a difference since coming on. He's made a massive difference because he's given them a target up top before they didn't have somebody to release the ball to or a player to really be someone to hold the ball up or someone to find. And he has come in and had an immediate impact in being able to find the ball, hold it up, come back, pick the ball up in the middle of the field. Lou City just hasn't been able to figure out how to deal with that because Tampa Bay, when he comes on, they've got about four or five players then pushing forward, pushing beyond, so all the defenders have a mark technically. Tampa Bay in possession once again, a ball forward once again, and Manny Perez on the end of it for Louisville City. Under pressure from Dos Santos. Still Manny Perez. He's dribbling circles around Dos Santos. Now gives the ball up to Gibson in the middle. Back to Tosh. Under pressure from Nicky Law. Into the Louisville box now with the goalkeeper Fondez. He's got time and space. Plays it on the ground down the middle. Corbin Bone dropping back for it. Now the left center back, Wes Sharpie, still at the top of the Louisville box in their defensive half. Good ball movement, though, from Lucity. They're finally able to settle it a little bit more, trying to work it out the back. They still haven't been able to really click in this second half, though. Sean Tosha ball forward down the inside right toward Ray Serrano, headed away by Aaron Guillen of Tampa Bay. And it's a Louisville City throw on the near side. They're right about 20 yards past midfield in the attacking half for Lou City. Sent infield by Manny Perez towards Wilson Harris. Well read there by Armin, who steps in to intercept it. But Armin trying to dribble toward midfield nearly gives it away still with Armin. A good run here. He clips the ball in behind toward Guenzotti, intercepted by Wes Sharpie. Would have been a really terrific ball had it come off. Guenzotti was making a good run down the middle. Lou City takes over, though. Along the back line, it's Sharpie. Under pressure from Guenzotti. He sends it long. High into the air on the inside right. Ray Serrano making the run forward. In first the ball. He plays it back to the feet of Brino, the goalkeeper. They're trying to play out of the back. Castellanos. Now Guillen. Under pressure from Bone. He sends it long on the inside. Intercepted by Tyler Gibson for Louisville City. Plays it forward toward Bone. Maybe a chance here in the works. Del Piccolo. Right side of the box. Serrano. Guillen gets a touch. Still with Serrano. Outside of the box. Bone. Can he get a cross in? Corbin Bone. Dribbles around Guillen. Back heel towards Serrano. And it's a touch there from a defender for Tampa Bay. That's Armin, and it's out for a Louisville City throw on the near side. They're right in there attacking final third. And the first half where I think Lou City, everybody was being very proactive and moving up the ball very nicely. This half, they're being a little bit too reactive in situations. They're not putting themselves in very opportune positions, or they're having to react to what's happening instead of proactively pushing forward and pressing as a team. If they're all on the same page and they're all being proactive, they're going to be able to lock Tampa Bay into their defensive third, and it's going to set up some really great opportunities for Lou City offensively. 32 minutes to go in this 0-0 game in the Eastern Conference Final looking for an opening goal. It's with Loose City right now in their attacking half. They've had possession for a spell. Amadou Dia, ball into the box, and it's behind Wilson Harris, trying to lean back to get something on it with his head, and the ball will eventually trickle past the sideline on the near side, just shy of the corner flag, and it'll be a throw to Tampa Bay, but it will 
Fortunately, from Louisville City's perspective, keep it on this end. It was a good ball in from Amadou Dia, just behind Wilson Harris. Yeah, it's a nice service in. Just has to be able to push that ball a little bit more into the path of Wilson Harris because Harris is capable of scoring from that angle. So again, just a little bit off, and that's what's causing them to miss out on these opportunities during the run of play. Again, Louisville City pressing forward to try and keep the throw on this end. It'll be Aaron Guillen standing with the corner flag to his back, looking to send it long. Boos come down as he continues to take time. Now puts the ball in play. Down the near sideline, Dos Santos the header for Tampa Bay. A good flick on by Guenzati to Fernandez, but good defending by Manny Perez. Sticks a leg around Fernandez and plays the ball back to his teammate, West Sharpie. Louisville City turns Tampa Bay over and takes over. On the inside right, Tyler Gibson. Backward to West Sharpie. Playing in the middle of the field right now to Amadou Dia on the left side, near midfield. They're just past it now, into the attacking half. Ball high into the air. Mushagalusa giving chase, hooked away by Lawrence Wyke. Chested down by Paolo Do Piccolo. Still with Louisville City, still in the attacking half. Backward to Dia, now into the Louisville half by a few yards to Sharpie. They're trying to switch fields. Sharpie to Tosh in the center circle. Now Ray Serrano, the inside right in the attacking half. Drifting toward the near sideline. Dribbling infield now, Serrano. Backward to Tosh as Louisville City will build around the periphery of this Tampa defense, but a foul as Serrano got that pass off. Nicky Law clipped him from behind a fifth-third free kick to Lou City. They take it quickly here, and they'll continue to build around the back here, Casey. A little bit of a vicious challenge there from Nicky Law and Ray Serrano. Palo de Piccolo in the box, plays it square, across the six-yard box, no one there to touch it. Ray Serrano a few yards behind it, and Tampa Bay perhaps wisely allows their goalkeeper after what felt like an age to come off of his line and claim that bouncing ball. Just needed someone making that run down the middle to apply the finishing touch for Lou City on that ball played in by Paolo Del Piccolo. It's such a good service from Del Piccolo. Harris and Serrano have to do better there. They have to get in that box. They have to be making the run. I mean, even if you're far off, try sliding. Try whatever you can to get on the end of it. I mean, it's the finals. You've got to get a goal. Two wins for either team earns them a championship. For Louisville City, it would be their third in their eight-year history. For Tampa Bay, it would be the first since they've joined the USL from the NASL back in 2017. Inside the final half an hour, still no goals between Louisville City and Tampa Bay. This the third straight year in which they've met in the Eastern Conference Final. Tampa Bay taking both of those games in the last two seasons. The fourth straight year in which they've met in the playoffs. They met in a quarterfinal four years ago in 2019, and Louisville City won that one 2-1. to one. Battle for possession. Tampa comes out of the crowd with the ball, but a foul will halt play. The referee gives it against Louisville City, against Enoch Mushagalusa. It'll be a free kick here to Tampa in their defensive half, near midfield on the inside right. And the physicality of this one beginning to pick up. Lou City has to make sure that they don't let that affect their mentality in this game. Oftentimes, these fouls, it gets in their head, the ref's decisions, and it throws them off their game. They have to make sure that they're staying focused on the task at hand and understanding that that's not something they can control, and they have to control what they can. In the 62nd minute, nearing the 63rd, Tampa Bay goes to the bench for the second time for their second and third substitutions. Into the game, it'll be Jan Ekra and Sebastian Dahlgaard. And they will replace Jake Arman and Leo Fernandez. That is a surprising move from Neil Collins. Fernandez is their MVP candidate. He scored 20 times this season, but he is replaced in the lineup right now. So those substitutions, Ekra and Dalgard on. Armin and Leo Fernandez off are brought to you by MHS Global. 
very surprising there. I mean, taking off Jake LaCava at halftime and now taking off Leo Fernandez, your leading goal scorer. Just some surprising moves from the Tampa Bay coaching staff, but clearly they have a plan. They have something that they're trying to accomplish, and it makes me wonder, does Fernandez have a bit of a knock from all the minutes that he played last match? And that's why he's not able to go the full 90 today. Was not listed anywhere on the injury report for what it's worth, but he has been replaced. Their leading goal scorer and their MVP candidate. We're into the 64th minute now. Still no switches from Danny Cruz, which I also find a bit puzzling. But his team has played really, really, really well so far, despite not having a goal to show for it. Again, 0-0 between Lou City and the Tampa Bay Rowdies. 27 minutes to go, plus stoppage time in the regulation 90. It's Lou City in possession in their defensive half. Ray Serrano, hounded by Nicky Law, plays it back to Danny Fondez, who mishit his clearance. It skips off of his foot, high into the air, stays in play on the near sideline, but Louisville City there through Tyler Gibson to win it. Now an exchange of headers, back and forth, a battle for possession. It falls to Sean Tosh, and he just clips it long to get it out of his end. It'll bounce past the near sideline. It'll be a throw to Tampa Bay on the near side, their left in their defensive half. And again, Lou City just not able to settle the ball properly in this second half. I don't think they've been able to fully connect the way they did in the first half. And so I'm expecting Cruz to go to the bench here soon to see if he can score some energy. Ball was played in from the throw, sent long. Tosh hit it out of the air first time, and it ricocheted right into the face of Steven Dos Santos. That's why you heard that drone from the crowd at Lynn Family Stadium. Dos Santos down in a squatted position as the trainer comes on for the Tampa Bay Rowdies to check on him. Just an unfortunate position to be in. Nothing malicious in it from Sean Tosh. He was just trying to clear it forward, but Dos Santos unfortunate in the positioning, and he took the brunt of that ball. Yeah, just a really unfortunate straight ball to the face, and that does not feel good. You see Tosh immediately goes up to him and apologizes. It wasn't intentional whatsoever, but I mean, it, do, it still doesn't feel good. You hear the, the cheers from Louisville City fans because they're going to the bench and they're bringing on one of their brightest stars, number 10, Brian Ownby. He will appear in this game, making his first appearance since September 17th, and that brings the crowd to their feet. Louisville City fans making some noise. On beyond, Del Piccolo will be replaced. And a second substitution here for Danny Cruz, it's Elijah Winder. He'll come on to replace Ray Serrano. So on beyond, Del Piccolo off. Elijah Winder on, Serrano off. Both of those substitutions, the first two of the night for Louisville City, coming in the 66th minute, are presented by MHS Global above and beyond. And those are absolutely the two substitutions that I thought Danny Cruz would make right off the bat. Bringing on Brian Ombi. The minute I saw he was on the bench, I was like, he's going. we're going to see him tonight at some point or another. He's going to be that spark off the bench. I can already feel it. And then Elijah Winder has just been very good in the middle of the field. Maybe a chance for Tampa Bay comes all the way to Sebastian Dolgard a sliding challenge from Manny Perez and a perfect one to send it behind for a Tampa Bay corner kick it was a ball whipped in from Connor Antley on the right in front of the face of goal no one on the end of it initially the late run was from Dolgard on the left he looked open had about 10 yards of space but Manny Perez closed it down immediately slid in with a terrific sliding challenge it's out for a corner listen Manny Perez needs to teach a class on slide tackling because he is wonderful at it. He times it so well that, I mean, I, I, they're flawless. Literally flawless. 
Second corner of the night for Tampa Bay. It'll come with 66 minutes and 23 seconds, counting up or on the clock as the referee sorts out the positions in the penalty area. Nicky Law will take it. It'll be an in-swinger off his right foot. Here it comes, driven to the back post, headed away by Elijah Winder. Still at the top of the box, Lewis Hilton knocks it down back to Law. He puts the ball into the box once again, but a foul goes on the initial scrum against Tampa Bay, and it'll give a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City. In their penalty area, Danny Fontes, the goalkeeper, will take it. A bit of a late call there. It makes me wonder if the assistant referee was communicating with the referee in the middle of the pitch, saying, I think there was more contact there than what she might have seen. It's the right decision. There was a foul. It was a Tampa Bay player on Wilson Harris. Harris went down inside the box off a nice shove. But Lou City now has to start to begin to pick up this momentum. You've got players in there, some fresh legs. Utilize that and begin to build more offensively. Here they come in the 68th minute, Elijah Winder on a ball through from Amadou Dia. Winder trying to dribble around a Tampa defender. Still it's in the box. Down goes Bone. Fans want a penalty. Waved off by the referee. No penalty called. Still with Lou City. Benny Perez on the inside right. The attack's still on here. But he will turn and play it backward to Tyler Gibson. It was a collision in the box. A couple of players went down. Corbin Bone among them. But the referee, to his credit, immediately, no hesitation, said no foul. Ball into the box from Dia, blocked on its way through. It's out for a throw to Lou City on the far side. Their left. What's, I, what's a UK say about say, that? I'm not sure how much I agree with the referee in that decision. Elijah Winder does well to split the two defenders. And then Corbin Bone comes on the end of it. And it looks like one of the players that was down took out the legs of Bone inside the box. I think you have an argument for a penalty there. It's a Wi-Fi corner. Ball was whipped in by Manny Perez. Defended and blocked behind by a Tampa Bay player. The Wi-Fi corner will come from the near side. The Louisville City right in the 69th minute. 21 minutes to go. Plus stoppage time. Still looking for the open goal in this Eastern Conference final. Two wins away from a title both of these teams are. Blue City in the ascendancy right now. The fans building the noise. The energy level has been high all night from this crowd of 11,563. This Wi-Fi corner will be an in-swinger off the left foot of Dia. He trips over up ad board as he approached the ball. He'll approach it again. Here it comes. Driven toward the back post. Clipped up toward goal by Sharpie. High into the air. Still loose in the box. It falls to Jan Ekra who clears it away for Tampa Bay. A header by Winder. Battle for possession. Now Gwenzotti and maybe a chance to counter for Tampa Bay. But Gwenzotti slow. He drops it back to Wyke. Wyke dribbling forward on the far side, the right for Tampa Bay. And Wyke will turn and play it all the way back to Brino, the goalkeeper. And I think Lou City does very well on defensively. They're dropping back immediately, getting numbers behind the ball to completely halt the counterattack from Tampa Bay. Battle for possession. Sean Tosh clips the ball forward. Harris trying to hold it up for Lou City. Harris, a good ball. Ownby on the inside right, outside of the box. Clips in across. Defended by Guillen. He heads it behind. It's another corner. Coming up for Lou City. Very good one-time ball there from Brian Ownby. He's looking to release Musha Galusa early in on that box. I like that type of service. He just couldn't get it around Guillen there. But a nice corner kick opportunity. You can hear the fans getting behind it. The fans building behind this team, helping to push the ball into the back of the net. 70th minute, nearing the 71st. This Wi-Fi corner from the near side, the right, another in-swinger off the left foot of Dia. Here it comes, driven toward the back post, headed away by Guillen of Tampa Bay. Actually, that was Castellanos. Picked up, though, by Louisville City's Mushigalusa on the left side of the box. Twisting and turning against Jan Ekra. Still Mushigalusa. Ekra takes it away. They're battling for possession. Still Ekra. He dribbles up the far sideline, takes a shove from behind, and it's a foul against Mushigalusa. And Tampa Bay has a free kick to clear their lines here inside the final 20 minutes of this 0-0 game. And 
the frustration is coming because right outside of the box, Jan Ekra was getting a little handsy there with Mushigalusa and pulling back on him. But it's the retaliation from Mushigalusa that's going to get the call there. A lot of times the ref won't call that first foul. They'll look for the retaliation foul, and that's exactly what happened there. Lucidi, though, needs to stay focused, not argue the calls. Just play the game. Control what you can control. Tampa takes that free kick. They'll work it around the back, and then Guillen, under pressure from Ownby, heaves it long. A bouncing ball top of the box. A collision between Dos Santos and Fondez. Fondez goes down, clutching his head. The foul goes against Steven Dos Santos of Tampa Bay. A fifth-third free kick coming up for Louisville City. But Danny Fondez shaken up, holding his left shoulder, it appears. And it was a big collision. It was a 50-50 ball bouncing off the ground, high into the air. Fondez coming well off of his line to challenge for it. He collided with Dos Santos. And Dos Santos called for the foul. Fondez up to his feet. He appears to be okay. It'll be a free kick to Lou City. Glad to see that Fondez is okay on that challenge. Fondez, though, coming out a little bit recklessly, in my opinion. Not sure if that's the right play for him there. And I think... Dos Santos kind of got on the wrong end of that challenge because Dos Santos is trying to go up on the ball. Fondez coming into him, but regardless, a bold move from Danny Fondez, and you want a goalkeeper who's not afraid to make bold moves. 71 minutes, 40 seconds, counting upward as the skies open and the rain now coming down. We thought we might see it. It's been an overcast, windy day in Louisville, and now the rain will see this one finish. This game sitting on the edge of a knife for either team to steal a goal and maybe steal a place in the championship final next weekend. A long ball sent forward after the free kick. It's in the attacking half for Louisville City. They win a throw on the near side, the right. Corbin Bone as it's coming down heavily now in buckets the rain. Fans heading for the cover of the upper deck. Sean Tosh on the inside right. He clips the ball down the near sideline toward Brian Ombi. Headed away by... That is Sebastian Dahlgaard. Still with Luce City. Ownby a back heel to Bone. Trying to run around Dahlgaard. Dahlgaard shielding him off the ball. It stays in play on the inline somehow. And finally the referee blows his whistle. The foul against Corbin Bone of Louisville City. And a free kick here to Tampa Bay in their defensive end. The crowd howling at every foul call against Louisville City. And I love the crowd getting behind the players yelling at the referee, getting involved in this game. It is pouring out there, but that has not deterred these fans. There are several of them still standing there, and many of them crowding, trying to find some space underneath some shelter somewhere. But the fans have just been great, and they have to continue to lift the team because this is where things are going to get tough. This is where the players need them to be loud, to be involved. It has been a sensational playoff crowd, as you would hope to see in this Eastern Conference Final. Just under 12,000 fans, and now many of them by their thousands, in the concourses, standing under the overhang of the upper deck at Lynn Family Stadium, shielding themselves from this rain, which is coming down in buckets now, with 16 and a half minutes to go. Tampa trying to come forward. Jan Ekra bounces off of a challenge from Tyler Gibson. Now to the far side, the right, ball into the box toward Gwenzotti, cleared away by Wes Sharpie. The last-ditch defensive effort by Sharpie. His clearance toward the far sideline. Mushigalusa couldn't keep it in play. It's a throw out to Tampa Bay. And there, Mushigalusa has to use his left foot there to keep the ball in play. He tries to reach around it with the outside of his right, and that's a very poor decision from Mushigalusa. He has to keep the ball in play there. If he's capable to do that, he can move forward. It would be a fast break with Wilson Harris up there to support him. 16 minutes to go plus stoppage time in a 0-0 game. Is there a winner? In regular time. Ball clipped forward from Tampa Bay. Headed away by Manny Perez. Gwenzotti brought it down, but did so with his hand. 
And it's a foul on the handball. Fifth third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half in the middle of the field, about 25 yards from midfield. The game slowing its pace now, perhaps because of the rain, but also because this has been a bit of a slugfest, particularly in the second half. It's been very evenly played since halftime. Lou City had the better of it in the first half, but no goals to show. Here comes Lou City. Brian Ombi, right side of the box, puts it square toward the penalty area. Harris has a touch. Still Harris goes for goal. Saved by Brino. Brino makes a terrific save on a wet surface with a wet ball. Sprawling to his right. Spilled it initially, then collected it. There was a runner there for Lou City, had he not. But Brino did enough for Tampa Bay to deny Wilson Harris the opening goal. What a save by Phil Brino, but what a play from Brian Ombi too. A nice settle there. He plays a good ball into Wilson Harris. Wilson Harris does very well in this situation to create enough space away from his defender because the ball was behind him. He settles it nicely and has a good look. He doesn't get a lot of power on it and I think if he's able to get a little bit more power on it, it's either one going to go in the back of the net or Brino's not going to be able to settle it and Mushigalusa will be able to have an easy tap in on that back post. Rain now down to a drizzle for the moment as the offside flag goes up again against Tampa Bay, Connor Antley this time in an offside position as they were trying to build an attack. Fifth third free kick to Louisville City. 75 minutes and 30 seconds gone by. Just under 15 minutes to go. Just under a, under a quarter of an hour to go in regular time in this Eastern Conference Final. Still 0-0. Lou City coming forward. Mushigalusa through the middle. Telegraphed his pass to Brian Ombi. Well read and intercepted by Aaron Guillen. The counter on for Tampa Bay. Coming forward, it's Quinzati to his right. Guillen continues his run in the box. Guillen across toward Dos Santos, it's behind him. Steven Dos Santos running out of the box now to keep it in play on the near side of the left. Drops it back to Sebastian Dahlgaard, the substitute who's checked in. Now Lewis Hilton in the middle. A chance was there for Tampa Bay. Just couldn't get that last ball right, Casey. They retained possession, though. Yeah, it was a really poor service into the box. Played it completely behind his attacking players. He has to push that in front of his players to give them a chance. And then an errant pass from Tampa Bay from their back line, looking to send a long diagonal to the far side. They're right. It's out of play into the now empty stands as the fans remain under the overhang of the upper deck. It's a loose city throw. They work it from the left now to the right. Manny Perez. Now Brian Ombi. He's looked lively since coming on. Ombi on the inside right, dancing with the ball at his feet. Dribbles into the middle on his left foot. Clips it in. Mushigalusa in the box. The flag goes up. He's offside. Couldn't get a shot off anyway. A late ditch challenge there by one of the Tampa Bay defenders. But the flag went up immediately against Mushigalusa. It'll be a free kick here to Tampa Bay as they turn to the bench. Tampa Bay turns to the bench one more time. 13 minutes to go, plus stoppage time in regulation. It'll be Dayon Harris, a 25-year-old Canadian, making his 29th appearance. And he will come on into this game, replacing Sebastian Guenzotti. And that another puzzling one from, for me, from Niall Collins. Quinzati, one of the more dangerous players on this team. He scored seven goals. He was involved in drawing the penalty last week to win it against Memphis deep into stoppage time. He scored the winning goal and an insurance goal in the 3-1 win over Miami in the quarterfinal. But he is replaced. So both Guenzati and Leo Fernandez are off for the final stretch of this game for Tampa Bay. To recap, Harris on, Gwenzotti off that substitution brought to you by MHS Global. And with 12 minutes to go, we have the opportunity to remind you about tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match poll. It is available for you to vote in by visiting twitter.com slash FC. It's going to be a free kick here to Tampa Bay after the offside flag a moment ago. 
And you've got Manny Perez, Corbin Bone, and Enoch Mushigalusa, all three players who you could put a valent argument for being man of the match. I'm not sure, though, if this game has found its man of the match just yet, though. Feels like there's a goal in it for someone. If not now, then I would imagine certainly an extra time. Maybe a chance here for Tampa Bay. A loose ball picked up by Deion Harris on the right. He's got Dos Santos in the middle, charging toward the box. Harris on his right foot goes for a goal, and it's not a bad effort, but it's over the bar into the waterfront end in the end. It was a difficult angle with a defender between him and the goal, but Harris took it on, had a good strike of the ball, but it was in the end several yards over the ball, over the bar. But a good effort and a good aggressive play by the youngster fresh into the game. Yeah, Harris really making that out of nothing. He doesn't really have a good angle, doesn't really have much going for him, but it's a solid strike on the ball, just couldn't get it on frame. I think he's going to be one that Loose City's going to have to keep their eye on, not really give him a whole lot of space because if he's going to come out right off the bat and have a shot like that, you cannot give him time and space to get his head up. Loose City coming forward. Manny Perez is intercepted by Aaron Guillen. It's with Tampa Bay now. They try and build an attack. Hilton in the middle. Connor Antley in the defensive half on the right side. Forward to Harris, the player who just had that chance. uh, Slowing the pace, Tampa Bay. It's down to a walking pace now for the moment. Along the back line. It's now the goalkeeper, Brino, to Castellanos. On the inside left now, he brings the ball forward. Lucidi sitting back for the moment. Castellanos now back to, that is Lawrence Wyke in the middle. Now to the far side, Connor Antley. Just over 10 minutes to play, 0-0. Dayon Harris bringing the ball infield from the far sideline into the center circle now. Swings it left. Aaron Guillen coming forward into the attacking half. A good-looking buildup here for Tampa Bay. Sebastian Dahlgaard back to Guillen on the inside left. Nikki Law inside left. Still in the attacking half. Lewis Hilton turns right, plays it backward to Lawrence Wyke in the defensive half. Harris up for company defensively for Louisville City. To the far side, Antley. Mushagalusa applying pressure. Antley a ball forward toward Jan Ekra. Intercepted by Tyler Gibson. Lou City takes over. Bone, Ownby in the center circle. Ownby full of steam. Charging forward with his speed. To the far side now. Turned backward by Nicky Law. Still with Ownby as he dribbles in field. Drops it off backward to Tyler Gibson. They're in the attacking half. Nine and a half minutes to go, Casey. And still, Tampa Bay on their attack. Lucity did so well defensively, they did not allow them to go through the middle of the field. They kept forcing Tampa around the outside. Manny Perez inside right. Brian Ombi, top of the box. He takes a tumble. Fans want a foul. Referee waves it off again, immediately with no hesitation. I agree with that one. I think Brian Omi went down a little bit too easy in that situation. Mark Olleton, the referee. Now he gives the foul against Tampa Bay. Dayon Harris commits it. It's a fifth-third free kick to Lou City on the inside left in their attacking half. 20 yards past midfield. They keep it on the ground, building out of the back. It is Tyler Gibson. Now Corbin Bone. Mushagalusa, the far sideline. Dribbling in field. Bone made a run forward. Good combinations. Dia, ball into the box. Harris making a run. Headed away by Tampa Bay. Dahlgaard, the secondary clearance. Dos Santos, a touch. He's shoved aside by Sean Tosh. And that is given as a foul. Tosh, a foul against Steven Dos Santos. And this will be a free kick to Tampa Bay. And now Lewis Hilton and Corbin Bone getting into it. Bone shoves Hilton over. He goes to the ground. The referee goes red. An immediate red card to Corbin Bone. Oh, my gosh. What a turn of events. Eight and a half minutes to go. And Lou City now down a man. Corbin Bone let his emotions get the best of him. And pardon the pun, but it's a boneheaded play by Corbin Bone to throw Lewis Hilton aside. And now a red card immediately from the referee. And Loose City down to 10 men for the final stretch of this game, the final eight minutes, Casey. 
I mean, I'm almost speechless at what a stupid play that was for Corbin Bone. What he just did to his team, Paulo Del Piccolo is ripping him a new one on the sideline, rightfully so, yelling at him as he is running onto the bench because that was one of the dumbest plays I think I have ever seen. Yes, that player is coming at you. Yes, your emotions are getting high, but you never put your hands to a player's face. And if he did, if he would have just like kind of pushed him off to the side, it would have been two yellows because Hilton's about to get a yellow card the minute he stands up. But because Bone put his hands to his face, it's immediate red card and one of the stupidest decisions I think I have ever seen. Lynn Family Stadium in full voice shouting their it's the right call, Disagreement though. with I the mean, call, I it's agree. It's the right call. It is the right call. And it is very, I mean, I'm, I'm infuriated at that decision from Corbin Bone. And now that sends the wheel spinning for Danny Cruz to recap a world of beer red card, a straight red to Corbin Bone of Louisville City. We now have seven minutes to play plus stoppage time, which you would imagine would add a sizable chunk because it's been about a minute since that fracas a moment ago. So bone off, Louisville City down to 10 men, and if they can see this into extra time, they'd have to play the final 30 minutes of extra time. Down a man. Shooting yourself in the foot. That is exactly what just happened from a Louisville City perspective. They blew their toes off with that one. Well, and, I mean, let's say they do somehow manage, you know, to... Get a, get a result and win this game. Sure. He's out next match. Yep. That's your playmaker right there that you need, that you've been missing because you have so many players out injured. It was one of the most stupid. I mean, I'm still, I'm just, I'm infuriated right now with what just happened. If you're Danny Cruz, what he's doing right now, bringing on defensive players, yeah. you sit in, you hope for the best, and you, you play it long, and you send it for Mushigalusa to run onto you. Tell Mushigalusa, you sit on that back line. We're playing it long to you, and you're running. Well, he can't do it because Mushigalusa's coming out. We got two substitutions. Then Brian Ombi. Brian Ombi. Ombi, you're absolutely right. Two substitutions here for Lou City following that red card. Napo Matsoso on for Enoch Matiti Musha Galusa. And Josh Winder, a center back, came on. I'm not entirely sure for whom Wilson at the moment. Harris. Wilson Harris, thank you. Indeed it was. So those two substitutions, defensive-minded from Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach, are brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond. Five and a half minutes to go, plus what we expect to be a sizable chunk of stoppage time. Lou City now down a man in this 0-0 game in the Eastern Conference Final. All the chips are on the table. Who's got the winning hand? The USL Championship Final on the line, and Tampa Bay trying to take a third consecutive Eastern Conference crown at the hands, out of the hands of Louisville City. Tampa Bay with possession after the restart. They've got it along their back line. In the attacking half, though, it's Aaron Guillen on the inside left. Looking forward on the near sideline, Sebastian Dahlgaard. Another great challenge by Manny Perez. Oh, man. St. Manny Perez. Something. Give him a nickname, please. He needs one. He's played so well the last three months of the season. It's out for a throw to Tampa Bay on the near side. And this will probably be how the rest of this game looks for Louisville City. They've got to defend for their life. Guillen throws it down. He's got Dahlgaard outside the box. Clips it into the box. Cleared away by Amadou Dia. Still with Tampa Bay, though. Connor Antley in the middle to Guillen on the near side. Now Nicky Law on the near sideline. Defended by Manny Perez. Perez sticks out a leg, gets a touch. Dahlgaard on the near side for Tampa Bay. Louisville City sitting back with nine of their ten players right now. Eight of their nine field players. It is Castellanos in the center circle for Tampa Bay. Now Wyke as he comes forward. 
it's really just going to be can Lou City keep Tampa Bay from scoring? It's no longer going to really be, oh, Lou City's going to create these opportunities. Can they keep Tampa Bay from scoring and potentially hope for a breakaway? Four minutes to go. Dahlgaard gets to the end line. Ball to the back post. Headed away by Amadou Dia. Hilton middle of the field. Lines up a shot for Antley. It's deflected on its way through. It's behind. It's a corner kick to Tampa Bay from the far side there right. In Tampa Bay, you've got to be feeling really good about yourself right now. You are a man up. You have had quite a bit of the momentum here in this second half, and you now have a golden opportunity to put this one away in regular time. Three and a half minutes to go. It'll be Nikki Law to take the corner from the far side, the right for Tampa Bay. Lucity down a man, looking for the opening goal, and at this point, likely a winning goal. Nicky Law raises his arm into the air. The referee, though, wants to sort something out in the six-yard box. Steven Dos Santos, actually, that's Dayon Harris, taking up a position right in front of Danny Fontes. And the referee having a conversation with Harris about his physical play. He's looking to just deter the goalkeeper from taking this. The players for Tampa Bay are lined up at the top of the box. They're going to charge in to attack this corner. The referee has had his word. Here comes the corner from Nicky Law. High into the air toward the penalty spot. Dos Santos up for the header. Dahlgaard, it just goes past him. And it's behind for a goal kick. Oh, my word. Sebastian Dahlgaard had the game in his hands. Just had to get a touch to put it on frame. But somehow it goes over his head and behind, Casey. I feel like Dahlgaard just saw that. He saw himself being the hero, being the one that puts the ball in the back of the net. And he just completely blew it. Here's a nickname for Manny. Perez, the Lynn Family Sports Vision Training Man of the Match. They've just announced it. And he will receive a hearty hand of applause as he heads off the field. Perhaps the defender of the game for Louisville City. The defender of the final three months of the season. But he's taken out now. Fresh legs on. Oscar Jimenez comes in for Lou City. Perez off. Jimenez on with just over just over two minutes to go in regular time plus stoppage time in the regulation 90. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond. Smart decision there. Manny Perez was questionable in this match, so being able to put out 88 minutes is a very good result. Something to keep in mind, though, and something that one player particularly needs to be very careful of. Sean Tosh is on a yellow card currently, and he has had some few shaky fouls. The ref has been watching him, so he just has to make sure that he is playing very smart for the remainder of this game. Ball behind for a goal kick to Louisville City. Oscar Jimenez, who just checked in, celebrated a 33rd birthday yesterday. Might he be able to do something to win a birthday present for himself? The goal kick to Danny Fondes, and at this point, Louisville City limping its way into extra time. They're hoping to survive this thing into penalties. Down a man. Again, a red card to Corbin Bone moments ago. Fondes's goal kick high into the night sky, past midfield, headed back his way by Antley of Tampa Bay. Now Josh Winder, who's checked in, he clears it away for Louisville City high up the field. Onby's up there. Onby will give chase, but Brino, the goalkeeper, saw it the whole way. It bounces into his arms. The fans want a foul after a collision collision had gone, but Ombi might have committed the foul if there were one. In any event, no foul call. The ball remains in play. Into the 90th minute, 45 seconds to go, plus stoppage time in a 0-0 game. Can Tampa win it late? They're up a man. Can they find themselves a goal? Dahlgaard gives it away. Gibson clears it away for Louisville City. It's back with Tampa. Aaron Guillen at midfield. Nicky Law to his left, dribbling infield. Plays it there to the right side. Lawrence White still in the Tampa half. Forward into the attacking half now with Antley. Antley defended by Elijah Winder. Back to White. White getting hearty boos from the crowd at Lynn Family Stadium. 
Aaron Guillen now. Go ahead, Casey. So the fans definitely show and like how they feel about him without hesitation. And I don't know really the reason why, because it was probably going to be a foul on Brian Elmy. But, hey, I'm all for it because it makes the game fun. Absolutely. It's been a sensational crowd. It has to be said. One of the best crowds of the year. We are in stoppage time now, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes. Four minutes for Louisville City to see this out into extra time. Four minutes to play. It's still Tampa Bay in possession on the far side in their attacking half. Harris dribbling in against Elijah Winder. Still Harris. He gets the better of Winder into the penalty area. Tries the shot. Perry to side by Fondez. He makes a second save as Harris came in. And then it's cleared away by Tyler Gibson. Actually, it was Steven Dos Santos. And Dos Santos and Fondez exchanging words now after that collision. Danny Fondez comes up big. Maybe should have done better on the first. Spilled it, but reacted nice to get it away. Yeah, and like you said, he should have probably done better grabbing the ball in the first play, but he sticks with it, and he makes himself big on that second play, so Dos Santos doesn't stand a chance at putting it in the back of the net. We've played about a minute, I feel like, of this stoppage time. It's Dahlgaard on the near side for Tampa Bay. His cross towards Dos Santos over the head of everyone, and it will bounce behind for a goal kick to Louisville City as the rain continues to come down. Many of the fans, by their hundreds, though, have returned to their seats. It's going to be a wet finish. Might that play into this game? We'll see. A wet surface, a wet ball, 30 minutes likely to come if Louisville City can see it out. Danny Fondez places the ball in a six-yard box. He will take his time in putting this ball back in play. Again, Louisville City down a man after a red card late in this game to Corbin Bone. Fondez's goal kick. Sent long into the attacking half for Loose City. Headed down by Connor Antley for Tampa Bay. Picked up by Dia. Dia ball over the top. Ombi was in. Well defended by Castellanos for the header for Tampa Bay. Now Tampa Bay trying to come forward. A heavy touch from Dos Santos. Gives it to Loose City. Might they be able to steal something late? Elijah Winder. A ball over the top. Ombi up top giving chase. Headed away by Guillen. Dahlgaard on the ball now for Tampa Bay in the defensive half. And they will take over possession. And Ombi doing the right thing. A lot of times people are going to get on him. Why isn't he trying to win the ball? Why isn't he trying to do this? Ombi's job is is simply to run. His job is to hope that that ball gets past the defender and continue to run, and that's exactly what he's doing. His teammates just have to do a better job of getting it over that defender to give Ombi a chance because Brian Ombi's speed and Brian Ombi's skill, if he's able to get in behind that back line, his odds are pretty good. We've played the majority of the four minutes of stoppage time. Still we play on, though. Tampa Bay, a bat touch from Diaz, shows it to Harris, but Winder, Josh Winder slides over to clear it away. Harris continued his run, collided with Winder. Winder goes down to the ground. Fans want a foul, and they get a booking. A world of beer yellow card shown today on Harris of the Tampa Bay Rowdies for that late push against Josh Winder. And it'll be a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City, and that might be the final action of the regulation period of play. Absolutely no question about that one. It was a late challenge from Harris. He pushes Winder after the ball was already gone. No question about it. Clearly a yellow card. And glad to see that Winder is okay in that situation, able to get up and continue on because there are no subs left currently in regulation play for Lucidi. Now, as extra time comes, I'm assuming, I mean, pretty sure it's safe to say it's going to be coming. They will get an additional sub, but they don't have the depth on the bench that they might want. 
The fifth third free kick finally put into play by Danny Fondez. He just sends it long. Elijah Winder wins the header. Ownby trying to keep it down here. Winder with a touch. Here comes Winder in the middle. Elijah Winder on his left foot. Winder now on his right foot to Matt Soso in the box. Back to Winder. It's just behind him, but it's cleared behind. No, it's wide. It's a throw to Lou City. Oh my goodness, what inventive play by the youngster Elijah Winder. Nearly generated a chance, and might there be a last set piece opportunity from the long throw for Lou City. Oscar Jimenez with the throw. He'll throw it backward on the ground to Sean Tosh. Tosh picks up his head, puts the ball high into the air toward the top of the box. Dia wins the header. Ownby with it. Uh, looking for it anyway. Headed away by Castellanos. Now it's exchange of headers. Guillen high into the air from his head. Jan Ekra header forward for Tampa Bay. Sharpie a header, and the whistle goes. We move to extra time for the second consecutive week here at Lynn Family Stadium in these playoffs. But boy, oh boy, does Lou City still have a big job to do. They are down a man. It's 11 against 10 in a 0-0 game between Lou City and the Tampa Bay Rowdies in this Eastern Conference Final. Let's take a timeout. You're listening to tonight's game on ESPN Louisville. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, Bob Valvano here. It's time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics uses advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are available for this coming week. Call them, 502-219-4636, 502-219-4636. One more time, 502-219-4636, QC Kinetics. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans ever. And when we're not <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LGE, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at LGE-KU.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium. We are moving in to extra time. 30 minutes to come. No sudden death 
We will play all 30 minutes. Two 15-minute periods with a brief intermission between. In this Eastern Conference Final, it's the Tampa Bay Rowdies against Louisville City FC. You're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville as we close in on 9.30 Eastern Time. Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield, hanging out with you on this Saturday night. And what a night we've had. Lou City is down a man. A red card to Corbin Bowen in about the 83rd minute. We'll see the two-time USL champions play with 10 for the remainder of this game. The final 30 minutes. Can they survive it? Can they perhaps do the unthinkable and steal a goal? Or will Tampa Bay lean against their defensive resistance and find a winner themselves? We're underway. The Rowdies in possession. Moving from left to right now as we move switch ends in extra time. And Casey Whitfield, this is about a battle of wills now, particularly on the side of Louisville City, who again are playing with just 10 men. Yeah, I mean, really now this game is Tampa's to lose. Lose City it comes down to how bad do you want it and what are you willing to do to get what you want. And they're going to have to do a lot of defending. It's They're going to have to be really disciplined. They're going to have to be very, very smart. And, it, it, I mean, it, it's really going to be how bad do you want it. It's not going to be a matter of we're going to outplay you, we're going to break you down. It's going to be grit. It's going to be fight. And it's just going to have to battle for the full 30 minutes. 11,563. And they have been a sensational playoff crowd in it with every touch, howling at every call, cheering at every tackle. But they'll have to survive this final 30 minutes. Still Tampa Bay plays with the ball. They've not been able to generate a chance. Lou City standing tall, staunch defensive work so far. Oscar Jimenez plays it wide right. It'll be out for a Tampa Bay throw. The ball has been in Louisville City's half the entire minute and a half that we've played of this extra time. It's still with Tampa with Lewis Hilton. Now Lawrence White on the inside right. Now back to Aaron Guillen. I beg your pardon, that is Castellanos just outside of the center circle. Now Guillen on the inside left. To the far side, Sebastian Dahlgaard. They're just knocking the ball around the periphery here of the Louisville City defensive formation. And these boys in purple for Lou City will play in a low block, you'd have to figure, for the final 30 minutes. Ball into the box from Tampa towards Dos Santos. He flicks it down, has a shot. It's over the bar. Into the Estopinal end. It fell to him favorably. It bounced up off of, I believe, his shoulder or one of the defenders for Lou City. He didn't know where the ball was initially. Spun on his pivot, turned, found the ball, swung his foot through it, but got under it, sent it into the stands. Another big miss from Tampa there. Joe Santos found himself right in the six-yard box, ball bouncing, and as he goes to hit it, he's just leaning way too far back to be able to put that one on frame. A huge miss there for Tampa Bay. Rain continuing, or has it halted? It does look like it stopped for the moment. It's just about a drizzle as I look up into the lights at Lynn Family Stadium. It was coming down heavily late in regular time. It's now just a light rain. A foul goes against Lou City at midfield as they were battling for possession following the goal kick. It is a Tampa Bay free kick. They take it along the back, and they build from the back. It's Hilton in the center circle. Now the left center back of the three, Guillen. To the far side, Nicky Law. Matt Soso for Lou City sticks out a leg and plays it wide out for a throw to Tampa Bay. And this is probably going to be some of the longest 30 minutes of soccer that Lou City fans have watched because it's just going to be a sheer defensive battle. It's going to, the clock's going to tick by so slow. Lou City just has to stay disciplined. Harris into the middle now with Lewis Hilton. Tampa in the attacking half. It's Guillen to the left side now. Dahlgaard, a sliding challenge from Jimenez. Sends it out for a throw. 
Dalgard takes the throw. They've not gotten the ball near the box except for that one chance from Dos Santos. Three and a half minutes gone of the 30 and of the 15 of the first period of this extra time. Antley on the right side of the center circle. To Castellanos in the center circle. Now Guillen for Tampa Bay. They've won two straight conference finals against Lou City, looking to make it a third tonight. Ball to the top of the formation. Dos Santos brings it down. Backward to Hilton in the middle of the field. Now to the right side. Wyke on the inside right. Defended by Elijah Winder. Deion Harris on the near sideline. Defended by Dia. Harris puts in a good cross. Punched away by Danny Fondes. Nicky Law tries an overhead bicycle. Gets into the stands. Ball fell kindly to Nicky Law. It was punched away by the goalkeeper, Danny Fondes, for Louisville. The ball was behind Law, and he acrobatically tried to hook it over his shoulder, but was well off target in the end. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. And Fondes, when he comes out there, he comes out with flat hands, and when he comes out with the flat, like, palms facing out, he's not going to be able to get a strong clearance. He has to come out and double fist that and punch the ball away. If he punches it away, it's going to go completely out of the box, and it's not going to go anywhere near Nicky Law there. But... A bold move again from Danny Fondes. He has been locked in, and he has come up when his team has needed him. He has to make sure that he stays engaged in this game, though. Four minutes and 40 seconds gone in extra time in a 0-0 Eastern Conference Final. Tampa in possession, up a man. Lewis Hilton in the Tampa, de, Tampa Bay defensive half. Now Guillen as the fans bring the noise level at Lynn Family Stadium, trying to will their team toward a penalty shootout at the end of this. Still a long time to go. It's Antley. Patient probing by Tampa Bay. Hilton back to Castellano. Still in the defensive half. Now to the far side. The inside left is Guillen. Touches it toward midfield. Turns, plays it backward to Castellanos. No direct balls yet from Tampa Bay. Nothing inventive. Nothing attacking minded. Antley. Forward to the near side. Dayon Harris. He's been inventive and creative. He drives in against... Amadou Dia turns and plays it backward to White, who has been hounded by this crowd for the last 15-20 minutes or so. Castellanos, now to the inside left, Guillen, still Tampa Bay with the ball, still in the attacking half. Law, clips it forward, intercepted by Oscar Jimenez. He'll heave it forward, Ombi will give chase. Can he get there? He can't. It bounces past the far sideline, a throw to Tampa Bay. And that's the game plan for Loose City. When they get a touch of the ball, hit it hard, hit it long, and hope that your speedster, Brian Obi can chase it down to generate a chance. And I will say, Loose City has looked pretty good in their defensive shape so far. They're forcing Tampa Bay to still work the ball around the outside and not really giving them any clear-cut looks through the middle of the field. They have to continue to stay compressed and stay compact defensively because that's how they're going to win this game as a team as a unit. Ball in from a throw to Tampa Bay. It was on the near side. Now they swing it around to the middle. It's Guillen just outside of the center circle. Across the center circle, Antley. Antley turns, plays it to the right to White. The bruise ran down. White, a ball into the box toward Dos Santos, headed away by Sharpie. The header comes to the near side, the right just outside of the box. Dia backward to Winder. Winder clears it high into the air past the near sideline. It's a throw to Tampa Bay just in front of the Louisville City bench on the near side of the Tampa right. And West Sharpie for Louisville City goes down. The whistle goes because Sharpie is injured. Looks like he's cramping. Josh Winder stretching out his left leg. Doesn't look like the training staff is going to be called on just yet. Some things to note. Really, the only field player sub left for Lou City is Carlos Mogel Jr. And so he would, I would imagine, be the only person we could potentially see. So I'm not sure if we'll see him right away. I'm not sure if we'll see him at all in this extra time unless there is truly an injury. But 
I think the rep is going to force. This is. It's to the ref's discretion, I will say. The ref is telling West Sharpie he has to step off the field because he took too long to get up. The ref can do that. A lot of times the training staff will come on, and that's why the player has to step up. But the ref has the discretion to be able to tell the player, you took too long to get up. You have to step off the field, and that's exactly what happened there. Sharpie does step off the field. Now he's allowed back on as the ball is back in play. Tampa Bay with it. The far side, the left doll guard. Sharpie now running back into position. He gets there now into the box. Dahlgaard still with it. Defended by Jimenez. Dahlgaard, a whipped-in ball. Knocked away by Tosh. Toward midfield. Don't be giving chase. One in the air by Castellanos. Guillen a header forward. Back to Jimenez for Louisville City. He heads it back to Guillen's way. Here's Elijah Winder with a touch. Trying to dribble like he did at the end of regulation. Can't get to midfield as Guillen lifts it forward. It'll bounce all the way into the Louisville penalty area. And Danny Fondes will let it roll for a moment before picking it up. And then he gives a shoulder into the chest of Steven Dos Santos. Is there a call here from the referee? Here comes the referee charging in, waving players away. He points to Danny Fondes, still has not gone to his pocket. Is this another moment of critical error for Louisville City? The referee has directed Fondes to throw the ball away, and now he's calling on the training staff for Tampa Bay. Upheaval in the stands. Oscar Jimenez, West Sharpie goes and shouts at Steven Dos Santos as he's laying on the ground, and he's booked. What are they doing? Their emotions are getting the best of them, Louisville City. Dos Santos is still down. Fondes let the ball roll into his arms. Dos Santos was running toward the ball, applying some pressure. As soon as Fondes picked it up, he leaned in with an aggressive shoulder into the chest of Dos Santos, and he hit the ground. Still, the referee has not given a booking to Fondes, but he has given one to Sharpie for shouting at Dos Santos after the play. What is going on, Casey Whitfield? I'm trying to put all the pieces together. I feel like Fondes, I don't think it's a yellow card. All he did was stand up, and he's allowed to protect the ball. Dos Santos should not have come running at him the way that he did, and he could potentially be a player that gets a yellow card. And so, in all honesty, it could be a yellow card for Dos Santos. What is West Sharpie doing? Why are why is he going over and saying something? The ref is trying to clear out the area. The ref is trying to get control of the game. Crowd seething in anger as Dos Santos. They called for the stretcher for the moment. Now he's risen to his feet, clutching his guts. And the referee's going to send Dos Santos off. And he's going to give... What, what's he going to give? How's the ball going to be so, put back in play here? It's got to be a drop ball to someone. No, he forced Fondes to throw the ball out of bounds. And he's calling a throw. But what should have happened, Fondes could he could have stopped play because Fondes had the ball. The ref could have stopped play, given a drop ball to Fondes. So why he made him throw it out of bounds, I'm not sure because now it's Tampa Bay's ball. And is Tampa Bay going to be good sports and throw it back to him, or are they not? Because technically they don't have to. And it looks like they might do that. I would hope that they would. And they do. They throw it. It'll go past the end line out for a goal kick. So all that has been settled. In the end, it's a a booking for West Sharpie. As the crowd seething with emotion late in this game. Booing. Vociferously. This is one of the loudest crowds I think we've ever had. Even when it was a sellout, this is still one of the loudest crowds. Most involved crowd. Most involved, absolutely. Wasn't as much at stake. 
when they had 15,000 in August. A lot more at stake now. Finally, the ball back in play. Fondes takes the goal kick, sends it long. Ombi with a touch. He tries the battle with Whiteford. It's out for a throw. Last touch by Ombi. Ball to Tampa Bay. In all that, we've moved past the 100-minute mark. 101.30 and counting up in extra time. We'll play to the 105 mark, plus I would imagine a good length of stoppage time now before brief intermission, before the final 15. A collision. Hilton, Winder up high. Elijah Winder. Looked like he hit the ball with his hand. He was undercut by Hilton, and now he's down, grabbing at his shoulder. The game has absolutely crawled to a halt here. Well, and, and the that referee calls the training foul. staff on. That should be a foul on Hilton there, and I'm not sure if the ref called a foul because he called a foul on Wilson Harris earlier on in the game for the exact same play. That should be a foul on Hilton for undercutting Winder when he's up in the air. Again, I'm not sure if the ref actually called a foul there or what the decision is, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a foul in Lou City's favor. Yeah, he let the ball play after the, after the collision, after Winder was undercut, and then stopped play because Winder was visibly injured. Training staff is on. I mean, just such a crazy... What, what? I mean, what is happening in this game? One, I think the ref is beginning to lose control of this game. Yeah. Two, the players are beginning to get tired, and so it's going to be a little bit more of a physical match. And then three, just the emotions that both of these players have. What's at stake right now is massive. And so I, I just hope that the players are able to make it out of this game cleanly well, and we, uninjured. Here we go. It's going to be a substitution before the injury res, uh, resolves itself. Winder's still down. And it's a player for Tampa Bay that has made a name for himself in this game. Lucky M. Kosana comes on for Tampa Bay. He scored twice after the 83rd minute to tie it up late last year in the Eastern Conference Final in what ultimately became a Tampa Bay victory. Tampa Bay Rowdies fans call it the M. Kosana miracle. The former Louisville City player. He comes on, replacing Nicky Law. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. Elijah Winder to his feet. As you hear, he just gave a red card to the trainer. The referee gave a red card to the trainer. Why? I, I, I mean, what in the world? No idea what for. He must have said the wrong thing. But the trainer has been sent. Can you even do that? How can you give a red card to a trainer? What happens if someone gets injured? I wonder then if it's the Louisville City trainer, I should say. The Louisville City trainer has been shown a red card by the referee. I will say they do have a doctor on staff. And so the doctor could potentially come out and support them. I also then wonder if Tampa Bay's athletic trainer would be the one that would come out and support. Because honestly... What the athletic trainer is there for is to make sure that both teams are healthy. And I, But the ref has lost complete control of this match. It's Stuart Wright. He's, his title is Director of Sports Performance for Louisville City. He's been shown a red card. So Louisville City down a player. And now also down an athletic trainer. But they've got the ball through Brian Ombi. Here he comes, charging forward, one on four, pretty much. He gives the ball away and then tucks Castellanos down from behind. And the referee gives that foul for the tug of the jersey against Brian Ombi. It's a free kick to Tampa Bay. And this game is just going to 
really be a grueling match all the way through the end. Lou City just has to make sure they keep their emotions in check. They have to be smart. They've got several players on yellow cards. There have already been two red cards given to their side. They have to make sure that they're smart because this ref is just passing out cards to everybody. We've moved into stoppage time presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. We've got two minutes remaining in the first period of extra time. 15 minutes to come after an intermission. Dos Santos has a shot for Tampa Bay. It's deflected. Falls to Dayon Harris. Back in front of goal. Cleared away by Gibson for Louisville City. The clearance will roll past the near sideline. It's a throw to Tampa Bay. A chance there for the Rowdies amidst everything that is swirling in this game. It is completely unraveled, but it's still there to be won. Still there to be won. Louisville City needs to focus defensively. Wyke on the right side. His cross high into the air towards him. Kosana headed away by Jimenez. Out to Guillen, middle of the field. Ball stuck up under his feet. Plays it backward to Castellanos. Now Antley on the inside right in the attacking half for Tampa Bay. Wyke on the near sideline. Dribbling infield. Plays it to the center circle. Castellanos. They switch fields from right to left. The far side. Dahlgaard infield to Jan Ekra. Now backward to Guillen. Tampa still knocking the ball around the peripheries here. Antley. All ten players behind it for Lou City. A touch from Elijah Winder. It'll keep it in play with Antley on the near sideline. How much time remains? No one knows. Except the center referee. We're into stoppage time of the first period of extra time. You got to imagine the noise level. blow the whistle here soon because it has clearly been two minutes. The ref, I think, needs to end this half. Needs to move on. Blue City needs to get a breather, though. They need a chance to reset. Both teams might, in fact. It's still with Tampa Bay. They've just knocked the ball around the outside. It is Dahlgaard to Ekra. Sliding challenge from Tosh. And a foul against Ekra. We'll give a fifth third free kick to Lou City. Cheers from the crowd. And the boys in purple wearing their alternate black kits tonight can take a breath. And that's it. Their whistle goes. The first period of extra time is over. It's still 0-0. But this game has taken a dive into the deep end. Red cards to Louisville City's Corbin Bone and their trainer, Stuart Wright, of all people. But we're still scoreless. Let's take a timeout. Standing ovation for Louisville City as they come to the near sideline to collect themselves. Let's step aside for a brief commercial break. It's 0-0 in the Eastern Conference Final. 15 minutes to go. Louisville City clinging for life. You're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. 
We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Welcome back. We played 30 seconds of the second period of extra time, and now we have a booking for Tampa Bay. A World of Beer yellow card for a foul in the opening 30 seconds of the final 15 minutes of this game. Casey, did you spot who it went to? I didn't see. It was to Dos Santos there on a foul on Oscar Jimenez. It is 0-0. Loose City down a man. They have a free kick here, though. They can score from a set piece. They do it more than any other team in the league. They've scored 28 goals from dead balls. Here it comes from Oscar Jimenez. Clipped into the box. Knocked down. Will it fall to Winder? It won't. Imko Sana gets a touch. Matt Soso gets a touch to keep it alive for Loose City. Out to Sean Tosh, playing as a left winger right now. He gets a driven cross, and it's behind off of Antley of I-5 corner to Louisville City. Can really Louisville City, ball. Yeah, can they somehow steal something late? This crowd... Full of energy, an incredible night at Lynn Family Stadium, no matter how it ends. Lucity down a man. Can they score a goal from this corner? They've scored from a corner 11 times this year. It's Oscar Jimenez from the far side to the left. Here it comes, an in-swinger off his right foot, over Tosh's head, headed up in the air by Castellanos. It's behind another corner kick to Lucity City from the same spot. Sean Tosh making a really good run to lose his defender there. The service just a little bit off to not be able to find Tosh, but you have some very tall bodies in there with both winders. Tosh in there as well, and West Sharpie, all north of six foot. Here it comes to the near post this time. Over the head of Ownby. Loose in the box. Winder a touch. Tosh a touch. Winder! Oh my God! Elijah Winder! He scores! Incredibly! Elijah Winder into the corner flag. They're going berserk at Lynn Family Stadium. Oh my gosh! Blue City has a lead! Somehow down a man. It was a ball into the box from the corner. Knocked down. Wasn't cleared by Tampa Bay. And Elijah Winder, the Academy product, sticks it in the back of the net to give Loose City a 1-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Final. Set pieces all night long. A beautiful ball from Oscar Jimenez. Ball is bouncing around. Tampa can't clear it. And Winder, it just rolls right to him. And he makes no mistake of it. Buries it into the back of the net. A perfect finish from Elijah Winder. And I have absolute I have chills right now. This place is electric. What a finish from Winder. What a moment. But the game's not over. 12 minutes to go, plus stoppage time and extra time. And improbably, implausibly, Louisville City is in front. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. And that's going to be your Toyota move of the match. Toyota, let's go places. Elijah Winder burying that one off the set piece. 108.30 on the clock. Winder. The older brother had a serious injury 
after he signed his first professional contract has kept him out until this season. And what a moment for him. What a moment for Louisville. Can they hang on? It's a throw to Louisville City on the far side there left. 109th minute. Flicked on on the header by Elijah Winder, the goal scorer. The ball rolls past the end line. A goal kick here to Tampa Bay. Again, Tampa up a man. They'll have the momentum for the final 10 minutes. And Lou City here. I mean, yes, it's been a test this entire moment since they've gone down a man. But this is the true final moment. They just have minutes left. Ten minutes left to be able to push themselves to the USL championship. It is their moment. They have to defend. They have to stay focused and cannot, cannot, cannot let their emotions get the best of them. They concede a corner here. Dayon Harris made a run down the right. Played it off of Mamadou Dia. Tampa Bay with a corner kick from the far side. They are right and they are down a goal now with nothing to lose. They'll pump numbers forward into the box. Playing with a full complement of 11 players. It'll be Lewis Hilton to take the corner. An outswinger off of his right foot. He stands over the ball, raises his arm. Here's the corner. High into the air, curling towards the penalty spot. Headed down, loose in the box. Ekra. Antley, he goes down. No foul. Cleared away by Lou City. Connor Antley went down. One of the foul called. The referee did not give it. And it's cleared away out for a Tampa Bay throw at midfield on the near side there left. Right decision to not give the call there. Antley went down way too easy in that situation, trying to draw the contact. You can't blame him, though, because he's running away from goal. He has no chance at getting on the end of the ball, so you got to try it at some point. But great decision from the referee. I feel like that's the first time I've said that tonight. Good decision to not call that PK. Nine and a half minutes to go. Loose City in front, one to nothing. One foot in the USL Championship final next weekend. It's Aaron Guillen for Tampa Bay. Clips the ball toward the top of the box. Headed down by Josh Winder and sent away by Elijah Winder. His clearance to the near sideline. Dahlgaard for Tampa Bay. Moving in on the box. Defended by Matsoso. Dahlgaard on his right foot. Has a shot and it's well wide. Into the stands. Always trailing away. Dahlgaard had his eyes on the headlines. Instead he finds the seats in the waterfront end. The standing room in the waterfront end. As it was always drifting away from that top corner. A goal kick to Lou City in the 112th minute. Nine minutes plus stoppage time to go. Lou City in front one to nothing. And that never going to be threatening from Dahlgaard. Really a poor decision on his point. He cuts inside and he has space, but he's very, very far out. And it's going to be difficult to meet to beat Fondez from that type of distance. I would have liked to have seen him maybe try to work the ball back around or see if he could try to chip in across to one of his players making runs inside the 18. Lynn Family Stadium is bouncing in Butchertown. The goal kick sent long. One in the air by Tampa Bay. They clip it forward to Lucky M. Kosana. Oscar Jimenez beats him to the ball. Jimenez clears it upfield. Past midfield toward Ownby, who's staying up top for the moment. Ownby slides in with a terrific challenge against Guillen. Keeps the ball on this side of the field. It's a Tampa Bay throw. Guillen takes the throw infield to Castellanos. Castellanos moving forward. Ombi drops back into a defensive position now. It's Antley to the far side. Wyke. Wyke defended by Elijah Winder. Dribbling in field. Into the center circle. Castellanos. They're in the attacking half now. Guillen for Tampa Bay. Into the center circle. Hilton turns, plays it to the right side to Wyke, who's come forward. Turns, plays it to the far sideline, the right side. Dayon Harris. Harris, a good run into the middle. A loose ball knocked off of his feet. Comes to Napo Matsoso. He'll settle it. 
Touch it back to Amadou Dia. Dia clips it long. Ombi giving chase. Can he get there? It's Connor Antley in front of him. A battle physical between Antley and Ombi, but Antley comes away with them all. Tampa Bay retains possession. Good decision there from Brian Ombi because it can be so easy when you're impressing forward like that to foul in that situation. And I truly believe if Ombi would have fouled there, it could have potentially been a yellow card the way this game is going. But Brian Ombi very smart in that situation, pulling back ever so slightly because he knows he doesn't have to win the ball there. He just has to keep the defender going backwards. Seven minutes to go. Can Lou City see this out? Ahead one to nothing. Tampa Bay with it with Dahlgaard on the inside left. Defended by Matsoso. Dahlgaard into the middle. Still on his right foot. Now plays it to Hilton. Let's go City from the nearly 12,000 in attendance tonight. It's Wyke on the inside right. Clips the ball into the inline. Harris to Mkosana and it's over the bar. Lucky Mkosana. That may have been his chance to tie it. He was on the edge of the six-yard box. A great ball in on a great run from Harris. Mkosana the first time hit but couldn't put it under the bar. It's a goal kick to Lou City. Dayon Harris has been very good down that right side. He has come in and had an immediate impact. That ball was going out of bounds. He had pressure from Josh Winder coming on to him. He's able to get a cross off somehow and then none other than Mkosana. You know he's going to be finding the end of these balls. You know he's going to be their target because of what he's done to Lou City in the past but a good defensive effort still from Lucity. They only have a few minutes left. They have to continue to stay in this. Foul goes against Tampa as Amadou Dia had gone up for a bicycle kick clearance in the Louisville City defensive half near the far sideline. We're past the 114th minutes. We're into the 115th. What is it? Can't do math. Five and a half minutes to go. Lucity in front, one to nothing. They have a fifth, third free kick. The crowd willing them over the line. Josh Winder will take this free kick. He just sends it long into the opponent's end. It bounces into the arms of Brino, the goalkeeper for Tampa Bay, and he rolls it forward to the feet of Castellanos. Can Tampa conjure something late to force penalties? Inexplicably, they find themselves behind after playing the entire extra time period up a man. To the top of the formation, Dos Santos heads it down. He wants a foul, no foul called. Cleared away by Oscar Jimenez. He heaves it high into the air down the near sideline. Ombi giving chase. Castellanos first to it. Back to Brino. Ombi continues his pressure. Brino gets the ball away. It's to Antley just outside of the Tampa box. Now into the middle of the Lawrence Wyke as Tampa comes forward. He sends a ball high into the air. It checks up into the air. M. Kosana wins the header. M. Kosana a second touch. Still lucky goes on. Finally, Tyler Gibson clears it away off of his toes. High into the air. Dahlgaard brings it down and Tampa retains possession in their attacking half. And Lou City has done very well with dropping in and recovering. Tyler Gibson, though, limping a little bit. It makes me wonder if we're going to see Mogel come on for Gibson for these final few minutes. Three and a, four and a half minutes to go. Into the 116th minute. Lou City with a one to nothing lead. Tampa knocking on the door, trying to tie it late. Dahlgaard on the left side, defended by Oscar Jimenez. Dahlgaard for Tampa Bay. A low-driven cross. Harris had a touch. Off, deflects off of Tosh. Cleared away by Matsoso. Goes all the way back into the Tampa end where Castellanos will retrieve it. And Lou City just has to make sure when they do clear it that they are pushing their lines up. They are getting the ball, or getting their lines up the field to force Tampa Bay to have to push out as well. It's Lewis Hilton on the inside right at midfield. Switches it to the left. Guillen into the center circle. Castellanos for Tampa Bay. Under four minutes to play plus stoppage. Hilton to Antley. 
on the right. A touch from Elijah Winder. He gets it to Ombi. Ombi trying to combine with Winder. Deflected by Antley. Cleared away by Josh Winder on the back line. And his clearance high into the air into the second deck. Will be a throw to Tampa Bay. And we have a substitution for Louisville City. Their extra sub that they got when we went to extra time. And it's last weekend's hero. The 19-year-old. The Academy product himself. Carlos Mogel Jr., who scored the winning penalty last week, will come in to see this out in the midfield. He will replace Tyler Gibson. That substitution with just over three minutes to play, plus stoppage time, is brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond. Tyler Gibson has been absolutely incredible. I think I brag about him all the time. He's one of my favorite players to watch because he does so much off the ball that goes unnoticed. He just fills in seamlessly, fills the need for his team seamlessly, and I see like Carlos Mogel is going to be just like him because Mogel does very well with that too. Mogel though has a big task ahead of him to come in and continue to fight for this game. Nearly a dangerous moment, but Danny Fondez does well. It was a header at the back by Jimenez toward Fondez with players in green charging toward him. And Fondez sliding to his right was able to collect the ball before it went past the end line. He still got it. Fondez, the goalkeeper for Loose City, and he punts it long. Two and a half minutes to go, plus stoppage time. It skims off the head of Brian Ombi in the attacking half for Loose City. It's out of bounds. A throw to Tampa on the near side. There left Tampa Bay, that is. Guillen takes it. Tampa building forward once again. They're down a goal, but up a man. It's Antley to the far sideline. Deion Harris at midfield. He's been electric since coming on. Harris into Lawrence Wyke on the inside right. Wyke into the center circle to Hilton. Hilton to the left side now. Guillen, he's got Dahlgaard further left. He goes there. Dahlgaard on the near sideline. Defended by Jimenez. Dahlgaard on his right foot. Back to Guillen on the inside left. All ten players behind the ball for Lou City. It's Hilton in the middle. Now they work it to the right side. It's Wyke, who still is getting booze from the crowd. Wyke to Castellanos, or Castellanos, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, backward. Guillen on the left side. Dahlgaard, still no balls into the box. Might Dahlgaard whip in across. On his right foot, he dribbles in field. Now cuts it to his left. Puts a cross in toward the penalty spot. Headed away by Josh Winder. It's out to Lewis Hilton in the middle. Hilton on the inside right. Connor Antley, but it's intercepted by Amadou Dia, and Dia is on a sprint. Dia into the attacking half. He'll slow down there as Antley's checked with him, but then he puts it past Antley. Ombi making a run in the middle. Can he find him? It's Ombi in the box, but he'll take it to the corner smartly. Didn't have a chance, so he'll take it to the corner and kill time. It's Ombi in the corner with Guillen defending. Ombi plays it off of him for a corner kick. Lucidi has a corner. We're in the final minute. Of the 120. Stoppage time yet to come. Lose City with a Vi Fi corner kick. They're up one to nothing here. What a run from Amadou Dia, though. I thought it was like, oh, that's really smart. He's holding it back there. And then all of a sudden, he just does a little hip swivel and takes off with it. He sends a beautiful ball into Brian Ombi. And Ombi does well to hold up the ball there and then earn the corner kick. This is going to allow them to eat some more time off the clock. And they do that. Winder up there. Winder holding it up. Winder plays it off of a Tampa Bay player. It's a loose city throw near the corner flag. 19 minutes, 38 seconds and counting upward. 119 minutes and 40 seconds and counting upward. Stoppage time yet to come. Danny Cruz waving his arms, trying to organize his team, telling them to get back because this ball will surely end up with Tampa Bay. It does now after the throw. Tampa sending numbers forward. It's a last-ditch effort for them. Wyke, Winder running with him. Still in the defensive half. White goes down. It's a foul against Elijah Winder. A free kick here to Tampa Bay. We've moved to stoppage time, presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. One minute left. One minute for Lou City to see this out. They've got a one to nothing lead. Hilton heaves it forward for Tampa Bay. It's Yannick at the top of the box. The flag is up. 
The flag was up. It's an offside against Tampa Bay. And a fifth third free kick for Louisville City. And they can just about eat up the rest of this minute. And Lou City just going to be taking their time. And this comes the balance between eating time off the clock and not taking too much to where the ref is going to add extra time for this. But Lou City has done everything right. Even though everything was going wrong for them, everything was going against them, they banded together and they did everything right. The free kick into the air by Danny Fondes sent long down the far sideline. Kept alive by Tampa Bay. They've got the ball now. We're into stoppage time. This has got to be the final effort, the final attempt forward, the final chance for the visitors to tie it up late. Dos Santos ahead or knocked down by Elijah Winder. Josh Winder it is. And Sharpie clears. It's over. It's over. Lou City wins the Eastern Conference Championship in incredible circumstances. Elijah Winder scores the winning goal in the second period of extra time. And Lou City down to 10 men. Through sheer strength of will and desire, finds a way to win this game. It finishes the final score. Louisville City won. Tampa Bay Rowdies, nothing. Revenge is a dish best served cold, and it's freezing cold tonight, baby. I mean, I'm absolutely speechless and just emotional at what just happened. That was one of the best displays of teamwork and just fight and grit I think I have ever seen. This game is going to go down in history as one of the best finals for Lou City ever. The way they came together, the way they put together a performance when all odds were against them and to win in extra time, not even penalties, extra time is magical. A crowd of nearly 12,000. They've been electric and they're on their feet cheering. Let's take a timeout. So much to talk about. But the talking point, the only one that matters, Lou City has won it. They're heading to the USL Championship Final next weekend. You're listening to Lou City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota Highlander. It's built in the USA. It's got room for up to eight. Highlander's the best-selling SUV in its class. Highlander all-wheel drive is one of 15 different all-wheel drive Toyotas. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, Highlander Hybrid could save thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. 
four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post-Match Show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. What an incredible night at Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown in Louisville, Kentucky, that this was. One that the fans in this city surely will never forget. Lou City, for the fourth time in their eight-year history, is on to the championship game. They will play for the league title next weekend against either San Antonio or Colorado Springs. Because tonight, in improbable, unlikely fashion, they've defeated the Tampa Bay Rowdies. They've ended their streak of conference championships. Elijah Winder scoring the winning goal in the second period of extra time. And Lou City wins it by a final score of one to nothing. Welcome in to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game wrap-up, which reminds you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. The full-time score of one to nothing in favor of Louisville City is presented by the Gorski Law Office, an official partner of Louisville City FC. And that one to nothing score also means that tonight's game was a Mortensen Family Dental clean sheet. A clean game calls for a clean smile. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here with me. And Spencer Brown, our intrepid producer, is back in the studio. Casey Whitfield, let's start big. The fans here in this city will never forget what happened tonight. An incredible game of soccer. It wasn't always pretty. At times, it was infuriating. But somehow, Louisville City has won the Eastern Conference Championship. Yeah, I mean, I still just feel absolutely speechless. It was such an incredible performance. I mean, starting off... They were the better team. The first half was all loose City, but they just couldn't break through. They couldn't find that moment of brilliance for them. And then in the half, at halftime, Tampa Bay made those adjustments that they needed to, and Tampa Bay came out stronger in that second half, and they looked like they might be the team to go up. And it was so back and forth, both teams putting forward incredible performances. But then going down the man at the end of the game, having to play the entire extra time a man down having to fight against one of the best teams in the usl tampa bay our nemesis in this game yes and having to just purely defend and rely on your teammates rely on that grit that passion 
And then to be able to put one in the back of the net during the run of play, you're exhausted. You have the fans behind you, though. You have your teammates behind you. What an incredible moment. Like I said, this will be a game that is remembered forever. They've given Louisville City the Eastern Conference trophy, and they're all having a hand and lifting it one at a time, cheered on by the crowd. And let's take a moment and talk about that. The crowd was immense tonight. It wasn't a sellout. 11,563 was the attendance number. But my word, it was the most engaged most energized, most intense, most electric crowd that I can ever remember at a Louisville City game. It feels like a watershed moment for soccer in this city. Not to hyperbolize, but it feels that way to me because this was the crowd you dream of having at Lynn Family Stadium. All 11,563 delivered to every last ounce of their ability tonight, and they deserve tons of credit for willing this Louisville City team down a man for the final 37 minutes of play. They willed them into the lead. They willed the goal, willed the ball into the goal. And the crowd just incredible tonight in helping this team win this Eastern Conference title. Yeah, we've had bigger crowds. We've had, you know, a sellout crowd. No crowd has ever compared to this one. They were cheering. They were engaged. Every single fan was on their feet, giving them a standing ovation as they were coming off the field, willing the team on to win this match. And the crowd, I truly, truly believe, made the difference in this game. Let's step aside again. We've got a timeout to get to, a commercial break to get to in this Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game wrap-up. One that we'll never forget at Lynn Family Stadium tonight. Louisville City FC is going back to the USL Championship Final. They'll play for a third star next weekend. More to come on this post-game wrap-up here on ESPN Louisville. This new Toyota Tundra is amazing. It's rugged and capable. Designed, engineered, and built right here in the USA. And Tundra is more powerful and more fuel efficient. The iForce Max hybrid powertrain delivers 437 horsepower. And with a multi-terrain select, no matter what the conditions are, it automatically adjusts the engine throttle and traction. Well, the crawl control modulates the throttle and brakes. When we say you can go anywhere and do anything. Tundra really means it. Yeah. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you. 
which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Welcome back. Final segment of tonight's broadcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. We certainly have. I am almost speechless it's at how tonight ride. is going. It's been a wild ride. If you're just joining us, maybe you're getting in the car. Maybe you were one of the 11,563 at Lynn Family Stadium. Maybe you're getting into the car turning us on. Thanks for joining us on this Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap. It's a victorious one. You probably know that by now. Blue City won one to nothing over the Tampa Bay Rowdies. What does that mean? They are the Eastern Conference champions, and they advance to the USL Championship Final. It used to be known as USL Cup back in the day. They've rejigged it, rebranded it. It's the USL Championship Final these days. And Louisville City will have the opportunity to play one of two teams. San Antonio, who are the overall leader in the USL Championship this year. They won the regular season title. They have the overall number one seed. In the event San Antonio wins the Western Conference Final tomorrow night, it will be in San Antonio, Texas next weekend. In the event they lose, Colorado Springs, the switchbacks were to come out of the Western Conference. The final on Sunday next week would be here at Lynn Family Stadium. That Western Conference Final game is tomorrow night at 9.30. So keep your eye on that because the winner of that dictates where the game is played. But right now, Casey Whitfield... It's hard to bet against Louisville City against anybody. They seem like a team of destiny after the last couple of weeks. Certainly wasn't their best soccer for many stretches, particularly last week when they had to come from two goals down. But if we know anything about this club, anything about this organization, anything about that group of men in that locker room, they're going to fight to every last breath, maybe to their detriment at times, like we saw from Corbin Bone tonight when he got that red card late in regular time. But they are going to fight to their very last breath, and they'll always have a chance in every game, and they'll have a chance no matter who their opponent is next weekend. Yeah, I mean, looking back against the game versus Pittsburgh, not their best performance, really couldn't get anything going, but they stayed in it. They continued to fight, and they took care of business. Tonight, things were going their way. They were playing well. They were doing the right things. And then in the second half, things started to change, and then to go, to lose a man... And to have to play 30 minutes, a player down, defending for your lives against the team that has scored 77 goals on this season, to have to keep them locked out for 30 minutes, and then to come up on top in extra time, not even going to penalty kicks. I was like, they're going to go to penalty kicks. That's the way they're going to win. No, to be able to find a goal just shows the grit, the hard work, the passion and the love that these players have for each other, for this city, and for the game. A thought on Elijah Winder. His second career goal tonight. He scored his first earlier in the year against Detroit. It's the winner for the 19-year-old Academy product, the older brother of Josh Winder, and what a story Elijah Winder has. He signed his professional contract a couple of years ago, and then in a Youth Academy game a couple of weeks later, had a catastrophic leg injury that kept him out for over a year. He returns this season for the first real action of his career. And aside from the goal tonight, Casey, he was terrific. He was great. He came on late, provided injury, uh, energy, rather, provided a physical presence. And the ball bounced fortuitously to him inside the six-yard box, and he made no mistake about it when scoring Let's the goal. Let's not forget who drew the penalty last game, That's too. Right. I mean, 
I have been so impressed with him, and not just this game, not just the previous game, but every game that he has come on to as a sub, he has been incredible. He has been so fun to watch. He brings such a good energy. He doesn't stop running. He continues to move off the ball. He does the work offensively. He drops back defensively. He has just grown in to such an incredible player. And what a moment for the academy players at Lou City. Yeah, last week, Winder and Mogel. This week, Winder once again. Give a shout-out to Danny Fondez, a tryout player. Right. Who's been phenomenal in these playoffs, subbing in for an injured Kyle Morton. It feels like a team of destiny. We will prove that next week. We'll see. The USL Championship Final is going to come to you a week from tomorrow. That's Sunday, November 13th. It'll air on television on ESPN2. But if you can't tune in and watch and you're not at the game, whether it's here or in Texas... Do catch it here with us on ESPN Louisville. We'll have pregame coverage beginning at 8.15 for an 8.30 kickoff in that USL Championship Final. That'll do it for us. I've got to catch my breath and find my voice somewhere. For Casey Whitfield, for Spencer Brown back in the studio, who I'm very thankful to, I'm Jeff Bilby. We hope you've enjoyed the game tonight. We'll speak to you next week in the USL Championship Final. Louisville City, for the fourth time in their history, are the Eastern Conference champions in the USL. Until next week, so long. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card, all you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Who doesn't love Florida? Imagine bottling up all those waves, the sun, the food, and the nightlife, and drinking it at home with your best friends or poolside with your favorite person. Well, now Kentuckians can do just that with 11 Vodka, available exclusively at Liquor Barn. 11 Vodka is a handcrafted premium spirit made in Miami, USA. 11 Vodka won double gold medal at the San Francisco Spirits Competition, which means we're not the only ones who think it's the best vodka around. Taste the Miami spirit today by visiting your local liquor barn. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety.